Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. Welcome back, Foley fam. It's episode 112 of the Chick Foley Show. We're back with another week of huge wrestling news and wrestling figure news. Uh, we first welcome the stars of the show, Sheena. What's going on, everyone? It has been a week over here. Uh, the heel husband and I are uh, we're sleep training a toddler. And if you've never done that, that is buckets of fun. So it's been a wild week over here. Yeah, it definitely has. And then we got Marco up in Massachusetts. Marco, how's it going? It is going swell over here, just maxing, relaxing, shooting some pool, doing all that stuff over here. <laughs> I don't think, I don't <laughs> you know, think that's some the Some b-ball outside of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> I just added my own lyric to it. So, so like uh, Sheena said, yeah, our little guy's having a, a little bit of a sleep regression after all of the, uh, after all the travel over the, the past couple weeks, and um we're working on, a, a, you know, some new techniques, try to help them sleep through the night and be a well-rested little guy. So uh, Sheena may have to take a couple a couple short breaks uh, <laughs> yeah. from the we pod. Got, we got we'll, the monitor on, so hopefully we don't have any run-ins. But, we'll, you know. We'll you keep you know. guys informed on uh, on how it goes if, uh, if, if Sheena's got to step away momentarily. It's 9 o'clock local time here on the East Coast as we record this. Uh, Sheena, tell them where they can find you guys out on social media. So you can find me at Chick Foley on Instagram always. And then Marco's running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, you can find us at uh, ChickFoleyShow.com. You can join our Foley fam. Um, we just did a Royal Rumble watch along episode. We're doing a chronological Royal Rumble series. It's been a lot of fun. We started with 88, obviously. And then we just we just recently recently recorded uh, 1989. So it's it was fun to see how it progressed from the, the very first Royal Rumble, even to that just second pay-per-view style rumble. Um, we're doing a six-man belt giveaway, which is going to be super awesome. I just posted about that on the uh, on the Instagram and in the Facebook group. So if you're in there, all you got to do is be a patron. Um, so yeah. These, are, uh, these belts are created by WWE figure artists over in Greece, one of the best uh, custom belt makers out there. Uh, and these are the belts. They're really only around for about eight months. They're in 1990 at WCW. It's WCW six-man tag team championship belts, if you guys want to look them up. Um, really, really a beautiful belt design, even though it was a short-lived championship. And, and I think they're going to be very cool. I'm, I'm very excited to see what some of the figure photographers can do with them. Uh, Sheena, you want to introduce our newest Foley fan members? Yeah, for sure. I want to um, take a moment just to recognize our most recent Foley fam. Um, start with Dustin Neal. Got Stephen Odette, Brandon Yelverton. Yelverton, that's an interesting last it name. It is. A, it is an interesting last name. Greg Owens. Uh, we got Von Junchaya, Chris Kier. I'm 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 butchering this, Chris. So please feel free to correct me. I always have, send me the phonetic. Send me a little voice memo or the phonetic spelling of your last name. I want to say it's Kiara. You know, K I E W R A. Let me know if I got that right. I don't right. think that's close, but <laughs> Chris, I, don't, I don't really have much. I'd be guessing if I went, but I don't think what you said was correct. Okay. But. Well, Chris K, thank you so much. Uh, there we, you go. Yeah. We got RC Propaganda. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, our buddy. People, people are coming correct with the uh, with with the names this week. For yeah, sure. Rada Sage, Raul Venegas, and Zach Andrews. So thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Thank you for being a part of our Foley fam. It's been awesome to get to know you guys in the Facebook group. And uh, yeah, let's let's bring on some more fam. Hell yeah, we will be hitting the uh, the next round of the Chick Foley Rumble. Yes, uh, you guys know about that where we we simulate a uh, a rumble. 
on WWE 2K and uh, everybody gets to pick their uh, their wrestler they want, random order, and we usually give away a pretty sweet elite figure of that. So it's a ton of fun. We stream it live. Me and Sheena do the commentary on it. And uh, I think that's going to go down on Tuesday night. And I also want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley anytime you buy figures from Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer of wrestling figures out there. It's going to be a lot of great stuff coming out over the last few months. So use that code to help save yourself some bucks. And with that, let's move inside the squared circle. This is where we run down the Chick's top six, our favorite six stories from the weekend wrestling. This segment is brought to you by Homage. Uh, make sure to use the link on Sheena's bio in instagram uh to help you save some money and support the show uh, anytime you buy some sweet gear from there so let's start it off with story number six burned randy is here so we saw randy orton uh <laughs> oh my you know he got hit with the uh the fireball uh, a couple weeks ago on raw and he came back on monday night rocking the mask uh people are all over the place you know he looked kind of like dark man um, some people thought he looked like, you know, a reject version of Nacho Libre. To me, I thought of Golga from the uh, the yeah. oddities. That's what he looked like to me. Uh, Sheena, what'd you think of his mask? I mean, it looked like a, a, a lucha, a medical lucha mask. You know, it was just kind of like, you, I mean, I know burn victims have those compression garments or whatever, but just the way that they had it with like, you know, the nose cut out and everything and then him cutting that promo and the makeup and everything. I mean, it, it looked legit. It looked like he legitimately survived a fire, but it's pretty crazy how we saw that, you know, that fireball whiz by his face. Like that was that quickly, man, that fire was hot. You know, the fiend fire is definitely hot if it did that much damage that quickly. Um, but the promo was uh, super long. <laughs> I thought, I thought it was a little bit excessive at the top of the show. What'd you think? Yeah, it was, uh, it was ridiculous. And I just, I, I don't know why, you know, WWE has some amazing, um, you know, wardrobe personnel back in the back, they could have done something cool with his mask, you know, make get, make something that the kids are going to want to buy. That's going to look cool on an action figure, you know, because that thing yeah. is just butt ugly. Uh, Mark, know, his what, his what makeup looked better than Don Callis's, though. We can we can we admit that. Yeah, he did have Don Callis beat. <laughs> yeah, Don Callis was horrible. That looked like something from like a C-grade movie. It was it was <laughs> terrible. What did you think about it, Marco? You didn't like his, uh, the, the black eye that he got from a... Uh... Or the bruised, bruised cheek. It wasn't even the black guy. <laughs> the his whole face was like greenish yellow. Yeah. Like I mean, it looked like he had literally his whole head was a bruise. It well, didn't, I think it was all going on top of like a horrible uh, spray tan anyway. So yeah, it didn't really have the the cleanest canvas to, <laughs> to go to work on. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was pretty interesting. The uh, the mask. I really didn't focus on the mask too much. It was more or less like I, I was like, oh, I, I was trying to like see like the how the makeup work looked and stuff like that on his. Uh, so his, his burns mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, I thought it looked, you know, like a cross between, like you said, like dark man, um, probably showing our ages here, but probably most people have probably never seen that movie or know who dark man is. So it's a Liam yeah. Neeson classic. Liam Neeson's using that movie. So uh, yeah. And the other, the other uh, mask it reminded me of was if you've seen us, the little, the little kid in us, he had a very similar mask because he burned. Yeah, his, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he burned his face as well on that mm-hmm. uh, on that movie. So he had kind of like the same type of compression mask as well. So I thought it was a cross between yeah. those two. I mean, it would have looked even it would have looked even cooler just to have like gauze. You know what I mean? Like kind of gauze wrapped around his head. Yeah. Um, and just I feel like that would have been a better, more effective look than just like the the straight up compression garment with the the burn showing through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. Mind, yeah, I didn't. I, mind I, I didn't really need to. 
kind of uh, I didn't need to see any kind of visual prop to to sell. He could have just said, "Yeah, I got hit in the face with a fireball and it sucked." But I mean, we know w- <laughs> we know WWE. I mean, Randy Orton's probably got magic skin under there, and it's just going to peel away the burn skin, and he's going to have like you know shield skin underneath that that protected him from all the the burn. That'd be cool if they uh, uh, if they had Viper, like like if they have like like his face gets scaly, kind of oh, like a Viper, like a snake. yeah, because he's a Viper, Randy Orton. <laughs> yes. That'd be pretty cool. Don't uh, don't give them any ideas. You, you guys <laughs> if, know we have. Uh, if you're listening, if you're listening, yeah. please add that. Add that. He could start. He could wear like the contacts with the little slits. Yeah, you know, like a reptilian. snake, and then all of a sudden he could just like, yeah, it could be like Harry Potter. He could just start speaking like parcel tongue, you know, and oh, uh, all of a sudden just like be very snake, be very snake like. Oh, okay, so it took us uh, exactly <laughs> one story before the show started going off the rails this week. <laughs> uh, let me let me try to get us back on track. Um, there were some some reports on the dirt sheet that there was going to be a big gimmick match at the Rumble between The Fiend and Randy Orton. But uh, Randy came in and said he's still going to be in the Rumble. And we really haven't seen much of The Fiend. You know, he's kind of mm-hmm. been doing his bidding through uh, Alexa. Alexa so mm-hmm. I, I don't expect to see The Fiend back um, before the Rumble. I could see him coming in and kind of screwing over Randy at the Rumble. Do you guys think this feud is going to end up taking us all the way to WrestleMania? And that's where we're going to get the, the final showdown, the big payoff. Think, well, what do you think, Marco? Yeah, I think so. I think that's where it's headed. Um uh, since it's a two-nighter again, um, I think we're going to see another mm-hmm. type of cinematic match probably cinematic. each each night. I'm not sure what the second second one will be, but uh, they definitely have to top uh, last year's with uh, with John Cena. So I think that's going to be kind of like the staple of the Fiend going forward. Is like every WrestleMania, it's going to be some type of like cinematic match that he's in with somebody else. So yeah, um, I can't wait for this one. If they, well, keep- you know how it is. If something was successful, they're going to, they're going to keep doing it until it's not successful anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. People love the yeah. Firefly Funhouse match so much that I think, you know, they're like, well, damn it, we're going to run it back. Yeah. You no, they, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to too, especially with their history um, with him being in the wide family. Yeah. And there's almost- a lot, there's a lot to tell there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be pretty awesome. Hopefully it's like, Oh, I mean, hopefully they save it for, for the second night. Kind of like they did with the uh, with the Funhouse uh, match, but I mean they could we'll do see. they could still do a whole they could do a Funhouse match with Randy and Bray. You know what I mean? It could be a Firefly Funhouse match, and it could be like the same concept, but it could really just show the history between like you know Randy Orton and Bray, kind of like you know have the same thing that they did with John Cena and like the timelines and stuff, and kind of like the connections between. Bray and John Cena, um, they could do the same thing with Randy, which I mean, I'm sure, you know, that may be a little bit repetitive, but I think it would be cool to kind of see all those nuances and stuff kind of come together in one match, yeah, I you think know? So. Yeah, definitely. They, they, they do have one of the more intricate, uh, long-term stories. Like I said, they were the original cinematic match, that house of horrors match mm-hmm. back in 2017 that they had. It was kind of the, uh, the blueprint for the, this kind of thing. Um, yeah, so that, that's a perfect segue into story number five. We got some WrestleMania news during the NFL playoffs this past weekend. They gave us the next three Mania. So 37, they're going to run it back in Tampa in uh, Raymond James Stadium. Um, Tickets are going to be on sale soon. They're going to have fans in the building. Um, The NFL has announced that they're going to have 22,000 people at the Super Bowl. So I would expect something similar for WrestleMania. Um, I think it's going to be like some of the uh, NFL games you've had where there has been a number of fans there. I know the, the Bills game from seeing their two playoff games, the... Buffalo Bills Stadium, they've been able to pack it. You know, it's obviously not full, but it's a solid crowd there, and they just have them spaced out. You know, you'll have five fans here, 
you know, five or six, you know, a couple rows over. Um, but it's enough there to make some noise and at least still give you the, the feeling of having a crowd there. True, so but it's a what, little bit different whenever, you know, with football, the stadium's set up completely different. I mean, you got you to pack people in with like a 20 by 20 ring in the middle of this giant stadium. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, you still can make still it look it in, full. You can still do it in the ringside seats. Yeah, I mean, you can. And, it's definitely not going to be full. Yeah. I don't think the crowd will be as lit up as we've seen it in uh, WWE mm-hmm. over the past few years. The crowd will probably be a little bit um, dark, but, but you can still, you can still have them in there and then you could fill up the whole lower bowl. So they could actually probably get even more than, more than the Super Bowl since they really have the whole field to play with also for seating. What did you guys think of the, the announcement, the way that they announced it with Stephanie and triple H and <laughs> Roman and Sasha Banks and, um, all of that. What'd you think, Marco? I, I, I thought it was, obviously it was supposed to be like corny and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Yeah. It was just, it definitely had like mom and dad humor to it. I was like, Oh God, it's like Stephanie and trips doing like the mom and dad gimmick. Yeah. You know? It's uh, and, uh, uh, John Cena making that appearance too. Like, I don't think people were expecting him to pop up in, in that, uh, there, but, um, yeah, it was appropriate for him to introduce LA though, you know? Yeah, definitely. Cause um, he's the, the, mo- the modern movie star. Yeah. Um, you, I, I love how ridiculous triple H's wig was though too. That was pretty yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I, I wish they would have made it a little bit more serious. That's just me. I love wrestling yeah. so much and I didn't, I, I don't like that. They kind of like made it like a joke, like on the NFL thing, you know mm-hmm. I mean? Wrestling is supposed to be fun. So I, I get it, but I would have like they just would have made like a big deal like when the NFL announces where the next Super Bowl is going to be. And did like a package for like a like WrestleMania style packages yeah, exactly, for it. Exactly, you know. That's, yeah. how you, that's how you sell tickets for sure. Yeah, but I feel I feel like if you're not into wrestling and you saw that, you're just like, oh, it's just you know some goofy goofy wrestling skit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Marco, which one of these three is is the most tempting to you <sighs> oh, out of uh, to, to potentially go to? I mean, definitely not Florida this time this time of year. <laughs> I'll say that much. The Wild West. Uh, yeah. Love, love you, Florida. If we have any listeners, listeners out there in Tampa, but uh, we we have we have listeners in Florida. But right, you yeah. know, Vince was just like, "I'm using that pirate ship, damn it! <laughs> I I'm not going to let all this all this set go to waste." Um, yeah, yeah. The they mo- did they did change the logo a little bit, so it's not exactly the same. I thought they were just going to like literally run back all the same merch and all the same everything. They did change the logo just a smidge. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and you have the selling point too because you have the the you know the Buccaneers are almost Super Bowl bound, so you have some kind of selling points there for mm-hmm. people to go. Um the most a little uh, a little synergy, if you will. Yeah. yeah. The most tempting is probably Dallas for me. Um kind of in the middle between I've never been to Dallas. Yeah, me yeah. neither. And it, they, uh, my uh, my friends went to the uh the last one that was in Dallas and they said it was like everything was like in the same area. So it was easy easy walking around, walking distance type of stuff. So wasn't Dallas where they had like the huge uh, delays, like the the systems weren't working to scan people's tickets in, and like WrestleMania started, and there was only like half the crowd. Was that Dallas? Yeah, that was Dallas. Yeah. They had basically like the same amount of uh, of like security and like stadium staff that they would have for like a Sunday Cowboys game, where like you know you need to have it stepped up, like it's the freaking Super Bowl or something. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that luckily that was like one of the, that was the first WrestleMania that lasted like you know six and a half hours, so. Uh, people had time to to get in, and I think they only missed a few pre-show matches. But yeah, it was it was supposedly a nightmare getting in there. Yeah, it seems like a lot. What about of, you? Which one? Which one would you be? Most- I would I would want to go to Tampa just because um, you know I, I grew up on the Gulf Coast in Tex in South Texas, but uh, I know there's some awesome fishing there, so I could kind of like you know parlay it, you know, do a WrestleMania yeah. and fishing trip all in one. So I think Tampa is the most uh, appealing to me. LA is cool, um, but I'm not a huge LA fan. And yeah, I, Sorry, I don't wrestling know. for sale. 
Yeah, not a whole lot to do. In, Sorry, uh, I don't see a whole lot to do in Dallas outside of WrestleMania, which is, you know, the two times we've gone to WrestleMania, we didn't do a whole lot outside of wrestling stuff. But you still want to have a little bit of stuff that you can knock off your uh, off your bucket list. True, yeah. but there, I mean, there are just so many things to do in the wrestling weekend that yeah. it's just like, I mean, like we we pretty much go nonstop. Like the two WrestleManias that we've been to, like it was like you know from start to finish, like nonstop, go go go. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely have every hour of your day booked with wrestling stuff and mm-hmm. wrestling shows if you want to. But but that was the old normal. We don't even know what WrestleMania weekend is going to look like going forward. That's true, or anything for that matter. Yeah. So, yeah, we know we got our next three years of WrestleManias, though. Um, always exciting seeing where they're going to be at. I think the next one I'm going to go to is going to be the first one they have in the Falcons' new stadium there in Atlanta, which I'm surprised they haven't had one yet. That's such yeah, a beautiful stadium. It's cool things they can do with, you know, the hole in the roof. And it's just some, it's a really, really technologically advanced stadium, especially compared to something like Raymond James down in Tampa. Yeah. Um, and, and that one's really feasible. That's, it'd be easy for us to to go home to Kentucky, drop the kids off, hop down to Atlanta, and then come back and scoop them up and go back to Yeah, the, uh, the Falcons definitely aren't taking advantage of that stadium, so somebody needs to. <laughs> for sure, oh, for geez. sure. Um, yeah, that's it. Marco, any, any, uh, any closing thoughts on the WrestleMania locations for the next couple of years? No, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm interested to see how they're going to, you know, um, how the setup's going to look like if they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, keep any of the, the, uh, the virtual crowd in there too, as well. Like have it like, have it like a mix of, uh, real life people as well as like, you know, virtual screens and stuff like that. That'd be pretty cool if they kept that going, but, uh. Yeah, I'm just I'm just interested. Also, to see real the quick, one last one thing to think about too, though. Since we've started this cinematic era, we've never had any fans in the stadium. So, something to think about is like, what is that going to look like inside the stadium? It's basically just going to be like you are watching a movie. Like, would you be okay with that if you're like at WrestleMania and it's just big screens and you're just watching a movie instead of like actually seeing action? In the ring, um, like the, uh, I know the House of Horrors match they did at I want to say it was back there was Payback 2017 that was getting booed out of the building. Yeah, when they did that. You know, the fans didn't like it. I think the way to do it if you're gonna have fans there, don't have it as one set like 30 minute segment. Break it off. Give us like you know three you know three or four minutes of action and then have some sort of natural break in the match. Something that happens to where we cut away. You know, and then yeah. we go back to it later on in the night. Have it be like a running thing that's going on. Or the course of a couple hours, you don't got a crowd sitting there mm-hmm. um, just watching a uh, you know watching a screen for twenty minutes at a time. That, that'd be my pick. Um, but yeah, it, it would be weird. You know, they got the Thunderdome now. They could always just have you know real life fans and then have like four or five Thunderdome screens yeah. and then fans next to it. I say That's just, true. just yeah. mix it all up. You know, mix the digital and the uh, the physical right there with each other to to fill up those stands. And you could probably get people to pay for to be on Thunderdome at WrestleMania. I'd be willing to bet. Yeah, um, but yeah. Can you imagine so, if they had like all the front row crew there, like the original, <laughs> like you know. Yeah, the the, uh, the guy with long hair with his mom. <laughs> yeah, I don't Jesus. Think that's his mom. Ringside, oh, was it ringside? Mom? Jesus yeah. is supposed to be there too, probably. Ringside Jesus, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Collar and elbow guy. All right, let's go to story number four. Uh, it wasn't really any one major story from AW this week, but obviously uh, it's no secret the Wednesday Night Wars, that's our favorite night of wrestling of the week. So I just want to hit some general AEW discussion. Uh, Marco, I know you watched Hard to Kill. Um, what, what was your quick uh, review on, on that show? Um, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, they, you know, they pretty much did the same thing as uh, WWE in the sense where they have like the, uh, the, like the piped in crowd noise, which really helped out, I think, um, even though there were, they don't. They don't have anyone in attendance. They mainly just have like the the commentary team and then like the the camera guys, um, and then obviously like the 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 talent in the ring and stuff like that. But uh, I thought it was actually really good. That was pretty much like the first one I like I sat through in a while. The other ones I've 
watch like just like the matches separately. I didn't like sit through the whole thing. Um, so that goes to show you that, you know, Kenny Omega and whatever they're doing there kind of like draws you in uh, just to see what, you know, mm-hmm. what the product's going to look like if they step their game up, uh, which they did. Um, every match, I thought every match was awesome. Um, there wasn't really any like one dull match there. They, it all pretty much ran smoothly. Um, I love the Sal- the Sammy Callahan match was, and um, Eddie Edwards is, was uh, insane. It was a hardcore match. Um, that was really, it was obviously, if you watch any Sammy Callahan match, there, it's, there's always blood, there's always some type of blood involved in some barbed wire. Um, so, yeah, that match yeah. was awesome. Um, obviously, the main the main match, the main event, uh, six man tag. It was about I think it was a little over twenty minutes. The match um, probably light work for Kenny Omega because he's used to doing like fifty to sixty minute matches. Um, but the whole the whole match was great. Um, I if if you see uh, if you see Moose, um, if you ever seen him wrestle. Um, Definitely watch this match. Yeah. He's he opened my eyes a lot more. I think they said he was like I think he's six eight or something like that. It's probably about the same height as uh, Luke. Yeah, Gallagher. I don't know how he hasn't. Uh, you know, no offense to Impact, but I don't know how he hasn't moved on from Impact. Yeah, the dude's such an athlete, former NFL. Yeah, there was player, a time so, we thought he was coming to WWE, right? Yeah, we so were he's like, got all the credibility. Him and Apollo Cruz are like basically best friends. Yeah, so yeah I think WWE is going to have get to sign him once he's ready to move on. Yeah, he, he yeah, definitely. I could see. I'd be curious to see splash. what the what the numbers were for this uh, event because you know we have the some of the hardest core of hardcore in our Foley fam. And I didn't really see anybody like chatting it up. Usually when there's like an event like this, even if it's not like you know mainstream, we see some things. But I, I mean, maybe I just missed it. But I didn't see anyone really talking about um, hard to kill. Yeah. Did you? He, uh, no, no not really. <laughs> what was the uh, what was the cost of the show, Marco? Uh, I did not uh, buy it. <laughs> I, just, I will will say I uh, I, oh, I use someone's wow. account. Okay, well it. the feds are gonna come and arrest Marco. <laughs> we'll, so we'll, folks, we'll, uh, edit, we'll edit that out, Marco. This is we'll gonna be Marco's out. last appearance on the uh, on the Chick Foley <laughs> show. We do not endorse uh, any kind of illegal streaming on here. I just want to make that clear for any of our friends in law enforcement <laughs> that are listening. Yeah, so not us. We didn't watch it, but we didn't pay for it either. So you guys are Marco lives in Massachusetts. One of my buddies uh. Got on fight. And we watched it. I watched it through his uh through his app. Uh, so okay. it was paid for. Sure, sure. I just didn't pay for it. Yeah, someone paid. Someone paid for yeah, it. Yeah, someone paid for it. it. Just wasn't me. Um, but uh, no, he was like actually doing like a Paul Cruz type moves. He was doing standing moonsaults and freaking um drop kicking people off of turnbuckles, and it, it was pretty insane. Like I said, he I think I talked to us before. He was definitely like the MVP of the match. Um, Rich Swan was awesome. They uh, Rich Swan. I, I know he kind of like. You, I think like Seth, he was like, oh yeah, I can't see him as a champion and all that stuff. But um, just watching him and Kenny Omega go at it, and, like the the moves that they were pulling off and the like the little time that they had together, you could tell why they put him in that position for to be the Impact uh, World Champion um, because he's definitely spread his wings a little bit better than you remember him from like 205 and all that stuff. Um, he's a, he's much better of a talent than he was in WWE, I think anyway, from what I've seen. In that match, so yeah, overall, sweet a a plus. I would say that show a plus. Yeah, wow, a plus wow. that's high praise. High praise for Marco. That is high praise. I uh, I saw an interesting little tidbit today on the on the news sites um, that AEW sponsored a license uh, for a show that's going to be belt versus belt. So. Um, there's some expectation that there's going to be another joint pay per view where they're actually like fully integrated, and we see all the various champions going up against each other um, between AEW and Impact. So that'd be pretty cool. I'd, I'd so probably be a little bit Night more intrigued. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what they do at Night of Champions. <laughs> no, It'd be just... Survivor Series, <laughs> if anything. Well, that's true. 
Knight of Champions should do that. I don't know why they don't. They, for Clash of Champions, it's, it's back to being Clash of Champions now. Oh, it is? Okay. They've, they've gone back and forth a few times. But yeah, not to totally sidebar the AW talk, but yeah, I've thought for the longest time that instead of doing Survivor Series as Brand Warfare, they should do that at Clash of Champions and have the two shows go head-to-head. Yeah, head that would be a much better. It, and it would it would open up Survivor Series for so for much huge, more. Yeah. Survivor yeah. Series should be a fun show with just a bunch of but random But you already just know together. it's like a throwaway because it's just like, it's not going to mean anything yeah, to go anywhere. Yeah, it's popcorn. It's like a Marvel movie. Like, yeah. you just, you know, you watch it and you enjoy it and then it's over with. Yeah. So. Yep. All right, let's get back to AEW. Yeah, I could talk WWE ideas all, all night long. Um, we got the... Women's number one contender tournament. Do either one of you guys got a uh, a fan favorite that you're rooting for to to win this thing to go on to Revolution to fight for the belt? I mean, I always love you know Britt Baker. I mean, I, I feel like she hasn't really. I mean, she's she's obviously got got her shine. She's on TV like every freaking week, but um, I feel like she needs something better than who who was it that she fought Big Swole? That was her big pay per view match when she fought the dentist match. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was. Uh, Oh God, yeah. The, the what was it called? Like the pulling teeth match or something? I can't remember. But yeah, um, sadly, I'm not super hyped for this. The it's like it's like this weird, um, you know, catch twenty two where it's like I want them to put more focus on the AEW's AEW women's division and you know give them time and help them develop and all that stuff. But I also have no interest in watching them. Is that bad? Like I'm just like yeah. God. Like I don't want to watch this number one contenders tournament. But I also like want them to focus on women's wrestling so it's like a weird place to be in but i support it i'm i'm hopeful that the women's division is going to get better and maybe something will come out of this marco who you rooted for um i was i mean i'm hoping they bring back rio at some point or she makes a return um since she was the first i didn't know she was gone yeah she yeah she hasn't been on there at all (laughs) she she legit hasn't been on like any darks or any other regular shows at all so I'm, i'm assuming she returns um, she's probably like a heavy favorite to to win, um, unless it's uh, unless they go with um, Nyla Rose again. I mean, she's obviously the Nyla. I could see, yeah, I could, yeah. I could see Nyla. Yeah, so either Me, one of those two. Uh, I, I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for some this thing. Like Sheena said, just hopefully this tournament can kind of like the spark to get the women's divisions going because I I am a fan of women's wrestling and. You know, I just I'm not going to mince words here. The AEW women's division, I think, has been a total failure pretty much from the jump. You know, there's been a couple matches where if you look at it strictly at work rate, they've been okay, But I don't think they've ever captured the people's um, like emotions or interests. No, Um, that was with crowds, without crowds. And it's just been bad to the point to where if they didn't announce it. And I think if they just stopped having the women's matches every week, I don't think I'd notice it. I think I'd miss Britt Baker. Like she said, Britt Baker's definitely made a connection. And obviously, Brandy, you know, she's the one that everybody kind of loves to hate. You know, I think she's actually probably the ultimate heel in AEW right now. Yeah. Um, and but then yeah, you bring, bring just, in Jade Cargill, who like looks like a million bucks, but just like can't she's, can't she's, hold a conversation. To yeah. Save her all life. she is is somebody hit the upgrade button on Alicia Fox. You know, you get her, you get somebody <laughs> out talking trash. You know, awesome. She's like a awesome poor athlete, I'm sure. But I yeah, just, you poor know, man's Bianca Belair. I yeah, think. something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've seen her type before, you know, the Dana Brooke types that come in. They're like, you know, bodybuilders or fitness models or whatever. Um, but it just doesn't translate when they get in the ring. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's really puzzling to me because almost everything else AEW does, I absolutely love. Like, they're really kind of neck and neck with NXT for my favorite wrestling show. And their tag team division is, is really incredible. Yeah. You know, I'd put the, the AEW tag team division, I'd put it up with the NXT women's division for like the two best divisions in the whole world of wrestling. 
but their women's division has just been horrible, you know. So hopefully they can get some cool storylines, not just for the championship, but some other secondary yeah. uh, feuds happening to to make us want to start uh, tuning in. Because that's definitely what they some need just some storylines and just some personality. Like I feel like none of the none of the women get to, get a chance to show any of their personality. They go out, they fight, they you know have have good matches, have decent matches, whatever. But like none of I like they you could literally do them in a lineup, and I couldn't tell you one distinguishing thing about anybody except for like you know. Abaddon's like a crazy zombie looking chick. You know, you got Britt Baker, who is a dentist. That's her, you know, main claim to fame is that she's a dentist, you know, and then everybody else is just, like Nyla Rose is just like the big Nia Jax, you know, brooding type. Um, but other than that, you know, it's like everybody's vanilla, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, Marco, you have anything else you wanted to discuss from from AEW on Wednesday night? Uh, we get, we're going to see Sting, Sting in action yeah. soon. They made that sort of announcement yeah we're gonna see uh we're, yeah. we're all on the same page thinking that's gonna be a cinematic type deal right you think so I it's think not gonna so. be in i mean i don't think you can well it's a street fight yeah that's what makes me think that no it's gonna be cinematic and sting on some of his interviews he talked about that's really kind of where his interest is right now doing the cinematic thing i mean i i, I imagine that him seeing undertaker do that cinematic match at mania really kind of opened his eyes to the possibilities of what he could do and i feel like that's probably what he negotiated when he came back in. obviously i have no idea there's this is not based in any sort of fact but i can only imagine that when he came back in he was like hey this is what i could do you know yeah. so i think uh and if it's in ring, you know, he's going to be right next to Darby. So it's going to look kind of weird if, you know, Darby's getting power bombed through like a flaming table covered in thumbtacks and then Sting is, yeah. you know, struggling to get a body slam, That's you know, true. whereas if they do cinematic, <laughs> they can set up some crash pads. You know, honestly, like you could have a stuntman. We've seen fake Sting before, you know, so yeah. you could yeah. have a stuntman Sting taking some of the big bumps and then cut back. So yeah, I'm thinking cinematic, but do you think we might actually see it in ring like a traditional match, Marco? Uh, there might be so. I mean... It will probably be shot cinematic, but I'm assuming they they'd have to do some type of in ring stuff, right? Like maybe all over them, kind of like how they did with the uh, the stampede, where they had like that ring in the middle of the the football field. They did some okay, in-ring so stuff. maybe 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 pre taped, but pre taped, but not necessarily cinematic. Yeah, I could, that makes well, sense. Well, I consider too. I consider the pre taped matches like I consider those cinematic matches because they're not really in ring action, live action. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, so like so like Randy Orton and Bray from uh, TLC. I didn't consider that cinematic. I thought that was just a pre-tape match because it was still presented the same way as a normal match. To me, cinematic is like the Boneyard match or like, um, you know, Matt Hardy and Sammy's match from, uh, from was that Full Gear? Where they had the Hardy compound? Yeah, stuff yeah, like that's cinematic. Yeah. Cinematic to me is taking it outside the traditional, um, you know, I see that. Yeah. I, to me, cinematic means they're using like different camera angles and like, you know, a more cinematic experience. Like you're getting like the up close and personal um, view, you know, the overhead camera yeah. and like, you know, stuff like that. I feel like, you know, with the pre-tape with like Edge and Randy Orton, I feel like that was a cinematic match, yeah, like, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're arguing semantics here. It kind of depends yeah. on what you're talking about. But yeah, to me, like cinematic. I call cinematic if it's like it's not something that you're gonna normally see, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we saw uh, the Dark Order. They had some some you know things to celebrate, and then they had some heartbreaking moments. So they they were celebrating Negative One's birthday. It was pretty cool to see uh, little Brody Junior cut some promos, and uh, I thought it was really cool that they had his like birthday party and celebrated him. And then um, unfortunately, Hangman turned down the Dark Order's um, you know offer to be to be a member i I don't know if that's like a his final answer i could totally see somehow this coming back coming back around and him 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 joining up with the 
you know, the yeah, that was the rough. They had the whole celebration party ready to go <laughs> so and everything. He said yes. Hangman said no. Grab the bottle of Jack and headed to the back. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only other thing, I mean, I'm not sure if you want to talk about this, is the uh, the uh, the the triple threat um, inner circle inner circle match with yeah. the uh, yeah. with the uh, how do you want to say it? The awesome moon, the lion salt that uh that happened there where someone Jericho almost broke their neck. Up, yeah. Was it was not Chris Jericho's best outing you know, on, on that he's had uh, here recently, but yeah, him and MJF ended up uh, winning the match thanks to a handful of ties from MJF. Uh, it's really just a matter of time now before we see the inner circle split up. They're definitely setting yeah. up uh, Young Sammy to uh, to be the big you know babyface hero out of this. I think everybody's looking forward to seeing him finally just snap on MJF. Yeah, and uh, and go at him. I, and he's definitely won me over too. I usually I wasn't the biggest fan of his, but the last few months. Um, I've really become a fan of Sammy. Really, since that night when he busted over Matt Hardy's face, you know, I was like, okay, this dude, this dude could really be something. He's definitely um, gotten the most improved award, yeah. you know, of, of everybody in the inner circle for sure. But ultimately, I, I think MJF's playing the long game. I think he wanted to just get in the inner circle so that way he could, you know, kind of poison them and take them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, well, from you notice he said out. he said, you know, if this was my group, he was kind of like, you know, bringing attention to like, well, if I was your leader, like this is what I would do. But you know, I'm not. You know, he always he like takes that step back where he's not like you know overstepping. But he's definitely planting some seeds for sure. Yeah. So I think now, you know, Sammy doesn't like MJF because he keeps on low-key insulting him. He's challenging Jericho's leadership position. And uh, Santana and Ortiz got to be upset because now they're basically getting cock-blocked for the uh, the the AEW Tag Team Championship. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. You know, we know AEW is good at slow playing stuff, so I can see this thing lasting a while. But I think the Inner Circle's days are numbered. And now... Uh oh, you guys hear the song. You know what that means. When the jazz flute kicks in, <laughs> it's time for the weekly beverage break. Uh, we love to knock back a few cold ones as we are uh, discussing, as we're doing the pod and discussing wrestling, our favorite thing in the world. Marco, tell us what you're drinking this week. Oh man, I brought back the uh, the triple the triple Lindy, the triple IPA from uh, uh, Mayflower Blue, uh, I can't even talk, Brewing Company. Um, it's basically the... It must be good. You know, it's really good. Um, it's based off of, if you've seen, like I said, Back to School, the, uh, the Triple Indy um, dive that Rodney Dangerfield does. So they made a triple IPA out of it, and it, it is tasty. Nice. Gina, what are you drinking? So I am drinking a... A fine June shine. You heard, you know, you guys know what kombucha is. I don't know how many wrestling fans drink kombucha, but uh, not me, <laughs> not Seth. No, nope. Marco, a, do you drink uh, kombucha? No. no does, uh, does your wife drink kombucha? I don't think so. No, I heard a zambuca. Oh man, I love, I love me good. Not that. No, it's not Seth. It's not <laughs> not, not even close. <laughs> Um, so this is a hard kombucha. It's organic. It's a probiotic. It's gluten free. Uh, good for the for the gut health. Um, this is June Shine. It's a blood orange mint flavored. So freaking good. Um, and what makes it even better is that the person who designed the can for this, mm. one of my favorite artists, Nick Kuchar, not to be confused with um, uh, my other favorite artist, Nick Camia, <laughs> extra cooler. This is Nick Kuchar. He does like mid-century modern island prints. Um, and I just, I have so many of his pieces and he designed this can. And it's actually uh, one of the print designs that I have hanging up in my room. So I'll post a picture of it. Super awesome. Tastes okay. It's not my favorite. It's, you know, I like kombucha. The, the combination of alcohol and kombucha. Well, I mean, kombucha is kind of alcoholic, but um 
hard kombucha is not my favorite go-to so okay i will restore our uh, street cred i'm drinking miller white all right the official beer of the chick bowl not good not not good for your guts yeah i I don't know it's great taste and it's less filling so i I would i would argue it's not the worst thing for you guys but uh (laughs) Yeah, good old Miller Lite. Still waiting on the reply back from you guys. And let it be said, it is now the 22nd day of 2021, and I've still yet to try Dream Team IPA. So uh, our good friend Jordan Wells actually had the uh, had a lead on it at one of the crappier websites, but by the time I went to go check out, it had already sold out. So Damn. it's a hot item. If only there was somebody up in the Northeast who could who could procure this stuff locally and get it to us. I know, right? Jeez. If only. You don't know. It might be coming your way. You never know. Don't tease me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here we go. The number three story. Ding dong. Hello. Uh, Bailey's new talk show debuted this past week on SmackDown. We're actually seeing Bailey do uh, an obstacle course challenge right now. She just carried Chad Gable around the ring. now she's uh, dribbling a basketball. Uh, Oh, yeah. They're having their... uh, Oh, she missed the layup. The obstacle course challenge. Uh, Yeah. So... Uh, I think when everybody saw like on the preview for SmackDown that there's going to be another talk show segment, people kind of groaned. It's really, they've just worn this out over the years with literally damn near everybody getting mm-hmm. uh, their own kind of talk show segment. But Bailey, as she does with most things, made it super entertaining and fun and uh, actually put, you know, she really made it her own kind of deal. Um, what do you guys think on Ding Dong Hello? I love Ding Dong Hello. Um, you know, normally this kind of stuff like grates on me. I'm not a huge fan of the in-ring talk show moment segments. A moment of bliss is arguably one the of KO show. one of the worst um, that there's ever been. I mean, there's been some good <laughs> ones, um, you know, uh, but yeah, moment of bliss is not is not one of them. But yeah, I liked it. I think just Bailey's per- persona and her gimmick right now just really really fit the bill for that. And then um, with Bianca Belair, I thought their chemistry was really good. Good. And uh, yeah, I don't know how long this will last or if it was like kind of like a one off, but um, I'm here for ding dong. Hello. And I think it's a cool way to kind of just like keep her front and center without her being like in the title picture at the moment. You know, they don't want her to like necessarily cool off, but right. they don't want, you know, they are kind of giving her a break right now. She's got her own. Uh, she's got her own T-shirt also. So yeah. that's got a little bit of future. So, oh, boy, this should be interesting. So. Bailey just had to fireman carry Chad Gable. Bianca oh is carrying gosh. the dozer, Otis Dozovich. Oh my gosh. Bianca Belair. Be Bianca Belair just carried Otis. Holy smokes. And now she's dribbling <laughs> Bailey's <Wow>. DNA. <laughs> oh man. It crosses up Bailey, then hits the dunk. That's pretty entertaining. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. I, I consider myself decently athletic. There is no, but I, I would not want to go up against Bianca Belair in any sort of athletic competition. Oh yeah, she was period. a uh, a track star at I think yeah. University of Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like yeah. one of the biggest like athletic schools there is. Um, yeah. So I, I like I like the uh, the ding dong hello. I wouldn't mind seeing you know, an elite come with all the accessories stuff. So we can get our own set. It's pretty cool. Um, we mentioned earlier that this is a kind of uh you know angle or setup that wwe and wwf back in the day have used plenty plenty of times um it's kind of been worn out over the last few years a lot of times it's just usually like a sign or something set mm-hmm. up in the ring and a couple chairs brought out maybe they'll put a carpet over the ring apron um what's some of you guys all-time favorites of, of the various talk shows they've had hmm well, I really li- I like the funeral parlor just because I love like super scary, like eerie, creepy stuff. Cool. Yeah, like they the- had the, they'd had the under the original Undertaker theme playing. Yeah, and like the set the design, the set design was always um, awesome. Marco, what about you? Um, 
I think you'd be hard pressed to forget about uh, Dean Ambrose in his short-lived uh, talk show with Mitch oh, the Plant. Oh yeah, he was good. He did, he did. <laughs> the Ambrose yeah. Asylum was good. He had Mitch. He had Mitch the Plant. Yeah. You know me. I'm a, I'm a hardcore plant lady, so I, I was always here for Mitch the Plant until his <laughs> unfortunate demise. Um, you know, we obviously had things like the barber shop that are super iconic, Piper's Pit. Um, the highlight reel, I thought, you know, it, like especially when it was like him and KO and like yeah. the festival of friendship and all of that. It was still called the highlight reel back then, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. I thought they made it a KO show. Or no, because it, it was it was Chris it was Chris Jericho's show. Um, yeah, he used the Jericho. I think it might. I think it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was. I think it still was the highlight reel during during that time. But yeah, yeah. Piper's Pit will always take the cake. You know, you had uh, from you know the most iconic moment I think that ever happened on one of these was when Roddy Piper busted the coconut on Jimmy Snuka's head. Uh, Funeral parlor that one still kind of scarred my memory as a kid from uh, when the Undertaker locked the Ultimate Warrior in the casket. That was a pretty wicked moment, especially as a youngster to see and. Also, you know, I can't believe you, I I don't think I heard any of you guys mention it, the Brother Love Show. That one was freaking yeah, Brother legendary. Love show, you know? Yeah, Barber uh, Chop. Yeah, you remember when uh when Earthquake um when Earthquake had uh just destroyed Hulk Hogan. You remember that one, Marco? Yeah, that's right. We had to send Hulk Hogan our, went on the shelf for like three months yeah, we to go to film our, Suburban Commando. Yeah, we had to uh, write letters and send our well wishes to make the make the Hulkster get strong again so we can come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get the, I, I remember they had like the saddest montage such after that. And I think you got a little yellow bracelet in the mail. Yeah. It was like, and, and Bruce on. Pritchard revealed, you know, you, yeah. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard revealed years later on, uh, something to wrestle that that was all a ploy just to gather a bunch of addresses so they could start spamming out WWE, uh, merchandise catalogs yeah. to folks. Yep. He caught and us. And then of course we had the barbershop, you know, when, uh, when Marty Jannetty dove through the barbershop window to run away from Shawn Michaels. That's, Another that legendary true. moment. <laughs> uh, we can't forget. Yeah, so oh, we'll wait. see how long, uh, the MVP, the VIP ahead. lounge too. We can't forget about that. That's a nice, yeah, nice little setup. Yeah, the VIP setup. lounge is cool. VIP lounge is definitely cool. And then the Heartbreak Hotel, I don't really remember anything major happening on that. I just remember how cool the set design was. And then Mattel was awesome enough to give us that in figure form a couple years back with one of the flashback sets. All right, let's talk about NXT. Uh, So the main event, we saw the second ever Fight Pit match. Um, Pretty cool setup for matches. You know, it's... uh, I'm not really sure how they came up with this. I feel like it was like something maybe Regal came up with after uh, after getting smashed one night. You know, it's like okay, let's. It's like a scaffold match mixed with like the Lions Den match. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. <laughs> it's unique, anyways. You know, and they definitely made it seem pretty uh, pretty freaking intense. Uh, we saw Thatcher and Champa really just beat the shit out of each other, and yeah. then um, and then they had the the classic you know show of respect afterwards, where they're both just sitting there after after beating each other up and just kind of staring. We know Thatcher's in the Dusty Cup with a mystery partner. Uh, Marco, do you see any scenario where Champa doesn't come out to team with Thatcher? Um, I think that's happening. I think they. I think they're gonna. If you can't beat them, join them. Pretty badass tag team. Yeah. 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 And I really I mean, like. And not only that, once they team up, like I see those guys probably possibly going to the finals. Definitely to the final four. You know, yeah. as long as they can work together. I'm sure. I'm sure to probably end up exploding before you know they end up going all the way. But yeah. that, that is a, in kayfabe, anyways. That is a badass team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both intense dudes. Like they're not, like they're almost like a mirror, like a mirror image of each other. One has hair and yeah. one doesn't. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
we had we saw Santos Escobar cut it. It was a good promo. It was kind of rambling. It went on for a little while and it was all over the place. But the thing that was interesting was he was kind of calling out Carry On Cross, which is you know you really wouldn't think those guys had anything to do with each other. I know they put on some pretty badass matches back in uh, what was it Lucha Underground when that one of the show was called. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. yeah, Lucha Underground. Yeah, they put on some pretty good matches back in there, so maybe they're trying to reignite it for just a one-off. I think it would be a hell of a match. You know, obviously, uh, Karen Cross isn't going to be competing for the Cruiserweight Championship anytime soon, but um, I'd love to see those two guys go at it. Uh, Marco, what, what about you? Is, is that something you'd be interested in seeing? Yeah, definitely. I, w- I want to see it on the uh, on the on the NXT or slash WWE stage just to see how um, how it would go. Essentially, obviously, there's like a size difference there with these two, but uh, that's, I mean, usually with the bigger guys and the smaller guys, they usually have the best matches anyway, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I'd, and I'd uh, imagine carry on would probably end up winning that match, but I could see it as yeah. being something where it, eleva- it elevates Escobar anyways. You know, if he shows, okay, I'm not just a cruiserweight, I can go toe to toe and damn near beat, uh, you know, this guy who's one of the toughest guys in NXT. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be a, squ- a squash match for, for carry at all. But um, when I, every time I see Santos, I always think of like, that's what um, what do you call it? Could be um, why am I why am I escaping, Mister Mister Charlotte Flair, um, Andrade. Yes, yeah, Andrade. That's, what I want, that's who I want him to be. Like, say, like yeah, that, that's, Andrade was like, so awesome even, in NXT. Yeah, it's like that's who I like. That's that's who his uh, his gimmick should be on the main roster. But I mean, I'm not sure what's what's going on with him. Um, he, if I don't he's either. Back, you think getting the uh, the Charlotte Flair, you know, rub literally and figuratively backstage <laughs> would um, would really kind of help <laughs> elevate gross. him in Vince's eyes, dude. You know, we know <laughs> Vince. We know Vince appreciates. You know, we know Vince appreciates and respects the Flares. I mean, just look at how Charlotte's been been used over the last few years. I don't yeah. know what the holdup is with Andrade. I think Andrade is one of the most talented guys out there. Um, he put on an awesome match on Raw with Seth Rollins last year. It was really one of my favorite matches from last year. A uh, little fifteen-minute match that they had. Um, I don't know. Maybe. You think it's just his ability to like cut a promo and like and you know be that charismatic Possibly. on the mic? Yeah, and maybe so. maybe because he kind of does. He still needs a mouthpiece. Maybe that's why. But I think it was all. You know, I loved it at NXT when he would just he'd grab the mic and just start talking in Spanish. You know, I didn't even know yeah. what he was saying. But I was like, all right, that sounds badass. You know, Zelina would cut like you know a three or four minute long promo, and then Andrade would just grab the mic and talk tough in Spanish, and it was just an awesome awesome package. Like I remember being so hyped when he beat Drew. For the title down there, and and I, you know, I've said before, his match with Johnny Gargano at Takeover Philadelphia is one of my all-time favorite yeah, matches. Um, such a classic. Yeah, it was uh, anything else you guys wanted to discuss from Wednesday night? Uh, real quick, we did see. Speaking of women's wrestling, we saw what I would consider to be an upset with uh, Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm getting freaking beaten yeah. by Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. That finishing move that Casey bust off was incredible. Like it was like it was like a red arrow, but then like she put some extra stank on it somehow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it almost looked like it was like a. I don't want to say it was like a botch almost, but it looked like it almost looked like it was like kind of a mess up. But it wasn't after you watch it, watch it back. It was almost. I, I can't even describe what it was. It was almost like a, like you it said, like a like red arrow slash like swanton bomb yeah. type yeah. of thing. I don't even know. It, yeah, it was. She's she's pretty incredible. I mean, I mean, she's. I think sometimes those those kind of like semi botched kind of gritty looking finishing moves at the end of a match really sell it and make sense because yeah. I mean at the end of a match you're not going to be 
you know, you're going to be a little bit gassed. So you're not going to be able to just get up there and, you know, bust off 450s and like all these things and just do it seamlessly. Yeah, like, it makes you know. it seem real. Like, yeah, it makes uh, it seem real. Like they're giving it like their last gasp, you know, to, to get says, this. Yeah. There should be some sandpaper to it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it needs yeah. a little bit of grit. A needs a little bit of edge. That, because, uh, I, you know, you, what you describe makes me think of the ending of the, the Kenny Omega and Hangman match at Full Gear when... Uh, it wasn't a clean one winged angel, you know. He was yeah. struggling, you know. Yes. Adam Page was was ducking when he, when Kenny was trying to grab him by the back of the neck, and then Kenny finally just kind of half ass got him and flipped him over, and it yeah. was enough for yeah. the one, two, three. Exactly. Like, it made it just, super believable yeah. by any know? means necessary. Just hit that um, move by any means necessary, and if the move is good enough and protected enough, like you know, it's going to end the match regardless, you know. And I just yeah. think, um, I, I just think like uh, that more people should do that because when you look like obviously like when you end the match and you just do like a crazy flip or some sort of crazy move and you know you look like a big strong badass i mean that can be cool too but i i do like it to be a little bit more realistic and you know kind of tell the story of the where the match has been this uh yeah. this also goes to show you how um how great tournaments are you know we talked about it last week um how how valuable of a tool ter- tournaments are for really kind of telling a story because to be honest, I was kind of half-assed watching this match just because I assumed that it was going to be a Tony and Mercedes, squash. yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but sure enough, you know, Caden and Casey win, and now I'm intrigued to see how far they can go, you mm-hmm. know? So they immediately well, established themselves as as legit competitors in the world. Well, they were, they're a little bit protected because EO did, you know... Yeah, yeah, the interference. Yeah, she did Still interfere, though. and and uh, that kinda, that's kind of set enough for the Tony Storm EO, I think, feud that's probably going to happen at some point. That but, um, awesome that's going to be insane. Yeah, just just to bring it back, I think uh, I want to bring it back to it to what Seth said about you know the flare rub uh, literally and figuratively. I think when <laughs> when she just well, said you want to talk about that, Marco? Yeah, well, yeah. well, I think when you said said gross, I think you were talking about the other flare rub literally and figuratively, <laughs> oh, yeah. which is Rick and yeah. Lacey, not not Charlotte Lacey's and Andrade. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I think was in your mind at the yeah. time when you heard flare. So I will we'll forgive yeah, you. Yeah, for any that any one. flare any flares getting rubbed, <laughs> I, I I don't want to think about. It. You know what I mean? Charlotte, Rick doesn't matter. <laughs> Conrad and Jace, I don't want to think. You know, I don't want to think about any any Conrad flares. And Jace. <laughs> yeah. All right, oh, let's move great. on to our number one story of the week. So again, it's Royal Rumble time. We are a week and two days away from the Rumble. Uh, last week, we talked about our favorite non-Rumble match that's taking place at the event. Uh, let's make it simple this week. What is everyone's favorite Rumble? Uh, Sheena, I'll let you go first. Uh, I picked, yeah, I know it's tough. Like, you know, um, Hill Husband and I were were discussing this beforehand, and we were just kind of like hashing out what, what the best ones were. And um, I, I picked 1998. Uh, I just thought there were so many cool moments in this. It was really focused on Steve Austin. Um, spoiler alert, Steve Austin ends up winning that that Rumble, but it really sets up WrestleMania 14 against him and Shawn Michaels. Um, but I like one of my favorite things was the Mick Foley coming out. He started out as number one with Cactus Jack. You know, him and uh, Terry Funk went head to head right at the beginning, and then he got eliminated and then came back mm-hmm. as Mankind and then got eliminated and came back as uh, Dude Love. So I thought that was really, really cool. It's like, I mean, definitely the first time that we've had one person enter the Rumble as more more than one time. So I thought that was a really cool moment. And uh, yeah, the 98 Rumble is my pick for this. Marco, how about you? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go the next year, which is probably not everyone's favorite. Um, Rumble 99. Yeah, 99 Rumble? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I because... Someone's young, but dude, I think that's the worst Royal Rumble, dude. Okay, well, um, well, now well, I'm interested to hear Marco like defend, defend yourself. Yeah, defend this. Defend well, yourself, Marco. The, 
Are we talking about the pay-per-view or are we talking about the Royal Rumble match? No, we're talking about the actual Rumble. We're talking Royal about the, the what is your Man. favorite Royal Rumble match? You yeah. gotta, you gotta go with Vince McMahon winning the Royal Rumble. I oh mean, my god. Why not? That whole Rumble I mean, it was basically like an extended Steve Austin versus um versus Vince McMahon match, you know? There was like <laughs> You know, they were fighting back in the bathroom <laughs> in the middle of the match. It was horrible, man. Horrible. Oh, man. I mean, I'm a sucker for that type of stuff, so. I mean, it That's was funny. Attitude Era at its finest, you know. There was a lot of hijinks yeah. and stuff. Um, and it led to that pretty cool steel cage match at the next the next month in your house. But Yeah, yeah, yeah the St. Valentine's Day I, Massacre, dude. Yeah, we saw the debut of the, at the big show. Uh, but I, I, to me, that's the like, if you asked me the worst <laughs> Rumble ever, I'd say 99. And I wouldn't even have to think about it that far. Oh, my God. Any any other thoughts on 99? You, you have to you have to give the final word, Marco. I mean, you have to go rock. I mean, the rock uh, mankind. I quit match, which is probably one of the most that brutal cool matches match. ever as well. Um, and and not, and I mean, it, it was the focal point of a uh, documentary too. So, um, chair shots. That's, I can't. I, it's hard for me to even watch that nowadays. Like it's it's so like it, it makes my stomach like feel ill. And that was on before the that was like the co-main event before the actual yeah, Royal yeah. Rumble match. So you had like you had to you went into that and you're just like, oh my god, it can't get any worse, can it? And then yeah. guess what? It does get worse. Vince McMahon is the winner of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <Wins> the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'm just, I'm evil. That's all. I just so like, I go. Uh, I go. 1997. It's you funny. Know? We got we got three chronological yeah, rumbles, all three in a row. Uh, 92 right. is great, but 97 edges out a little bit to me, just because, um, regardless of what anybody tries to say or what the history books tell you, Bret Hart won that Royal Rumble. So you sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure he won that. So <laughs> that idiot Mick Foley that uh, you know Sheena was so fond of that set the '98 one apart for her. He uh, idiot, ouch! Him and Cactus, him and Terry Funk could not stop fighting on the floor, so all the referees are distracted and they didn't see Bret Hart throw Steve Austin over the top rope fair and square. Yeah. Um. So of course you know the, the rattlesnake gets back in and tosses Bret over to uh, to win the rumble. So well, I don't, so, yeah, I don't I blame think, the referees for that. I I blame I, mean, I don't blame they have, uh, they have, Mick Foley. They have one I blame job. The referees. Marco. Well, it, just one of them could have took care of that. They didn't all need to go over there. They could have, like, or they could just let them fight. You know? Why not? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're saying you don't blame the referees? Yeah, you don't blame the referees. No. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, or you gotta blame the referees. You can't blame Mick Foley. I mean, Mick Foley yeah, was just, yeah. you know, defending his honor. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? He's trying to like, get his revenge, and he had like not every single referee. They had like how many there that night? Like one of them could have stayed behind and said, "Hey, I'm gonna watch the match." Just to make sure no yeah. shenanigans happen. So it's, it's down to the final two. Maybe I should pay attention. It uh, it's did ultimately <laughs> exactly. lead to a Bret, Hart, uh, a Bret Hart World Championship victory because all the the four guys that ended up being affected by it: Steve Austin, Undertaker, Vader, and Bret. They ended up fighting a fatal four way uh, for the world title at the next month's um, at the next month's pay per view, and Bret won the belt for the fourth time. So yeah, all's well that ends well. But yeah, I love that Rumble. That's the one where Steve Austin really cleaned house. You know, it's got the iconic shot of him sitting on the corner. Looking, uh, at, his looking at his wristwatch, yeah. and then you get that great reaction. <laughs> Bret Hart's music hits, and he's just shocked. Yeah, puts both, both hands on the head. Yeah. yeah, and it's in the Alamo Dome. It's always more fun when the Rumble's in a huge stadium like that. So, so yeah, ninety-seven Rumble's all-time favorite for me. Um, that finishes up our our inside the squared circle action for this week. It's now time for everybody's favorite segment. Go figure. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, All right, Go Figure is where we discuss the latest in wrestling figure news. Um, 
We got a ton this week to get through, but first, I want to remind you guys that this segment is brought to you by Ringside Collectible. If you guys always need to use code Chick Foley to save 10% off of all your figure purchases, Marco, take us away with figure news. Oh boy, yeah, there was a, there was a lot, especially today, uh, where all the uh, yeah, it's crazy. the reveals happened. So we'll try to like we'll try to speed through this real fi- real fast, so we're not like hung up on it. But um, so at the beginning of the week, uh, we see the uh, the impending sale of the uh, Impact Micro Brawlers. Um, yep. they're all, they're exclusively on the Impact uh, Shop Impact dot com, um, and yeah. they were uh, you had Abyss, uh, Jordan Grace. Uh, Big Luke Gallows, Moose, as well as Eddie Edwards. Uh, so they had mm-hmm. two versions of them you could purchase. Um, you had a signed version, so you can actually purchase the version that they signed, as well as just a regular version of it. So there was one that was super expensive and one that was the regular price of a of a micro brawler, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and they were all like pretty much everyone was anyone that had a micro brawler in that in that set was you know uh, promoting and stuff like that. So I think it's pretty awesome that they're like they're starting to like spread their wings a little bit. So maybe we'll see, uh, you know, AEW pop in and have like a, like a series one of AEW micro brawls that are sold exclusively on, um, shop AEW and stuff like that. So I know if they start maybe. doing AEW micro brawlers, I feel like there's a couple that I would love. I, I would have to like, you know, pull the trigger on and get like, if they do a Luchasaurus micro brawler, like I'm going to oh, get it or sad. a Darby or a Darby Allen micro brawler. I'm going to get it. Yeah, I can see that happening definitely. What do you think? I'm resisting uh, it. The, mi- the micro brawls are right up my alley. I'm yeah. just I'm resisting this thing full stop because I have to do like our buddy Dougie Nunya and just go go all out and get a complete set. You yeah. know, if I get one, I'm gonna have to have them all. So I'm I'm holding out. You know, I'm passing on these guys at least for the They're time being. They're just so fun looking. I just yeah. can't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're right. Pretty cool. Once you get once you get one, it's gonna be hard not to like want to go. And back already in. have pops, you know. What I mean, am I gonna have, have am I gonna exactly. have Funko pops and micro brawlers? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was my whole thing when I was collecting pops and I was also collecting dorbs. I'm like, I can't have dorbs. <laughs> dorbs, <laughs> dorbs are pretty cool. I had the horror dorbs and I love them. They're the cutest little things. Um, but yeah, I was just like, how many little cute figures do I need and can I have? And like, honestly, then there was like the mystery minis. There's like, you know, it's freaking rabbit hole, never ending. Yeah, the uh, terrors. Have you I seen really those? like those. Uh, I like those. Uh, what are they called? The they're like the little vinyl figures, but they got articulation, and some of them are in a blind box. You know what I'm talking the mystery, about, Marco? The mystery. Um, no, they're not the mystery minis. They were. Uh, I don't know. Move on to figure news. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. <laughs> um, so speaking of Funko Pops, uh, we got a lot mm-hmm. of reveals uh, from the Funko Fair. Uh, there's a there's a ton of other ones. I'm not sure. Obviously, this is more wrestling related, but they. There's like a whole series of uh, Deadpool um, Funkos. Did you see this? There's probably uh-uh. as many different variations of Deadpool as there are WWE in that set. It's insane. There's like Isn't a ballerina it? it's Deadpool. Yeah. yeah, there's there's, there's a ton of different ones. They're pretty cool, but uh, we'll move that's on why to, I had to That's why I had to get out of the pop game, unless it's just WWE, yeah. because yeah, it's insane. And they all look pretty awesome as well. But um, mm-hmm. So we have uh, the WWE... Funko Pop reveals. Uh, they were kind of revealed earlier um, in the weekend last week, but they, like I said, Funko had that Funko Fair. Um, and they started showing you a lot more stuff. So obviously, if you have the uh, Rock Austin uh, two pack, that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. You have I, just, China. I just wish it came in a WrestleMania ring instead of the Raw ring. Yeah, WrestleMania yeah, that's ring. yeah. I think that's like a, like a I think everyone red, did. white, and blue ropes WrestleMania ring would have been awesome. Yeah, and, and it's a, and it's bald Rock too. It's not like the sideburn the Pork chop yes. side burns rock either. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't even think about that. So just now, what the hell, man? 
Yeah, so uh, they yeah that they revealed uh, China, which is pretty awesome. China seems like she's you know having quite a resurgence in the uh, in the figure world uh, the past like yeah. year, pretty much, which is which is awesome, well deserved as well. Um, I know it's just sad that she never got to see that. You know what I mean? Like that's what that's what kind of bums me out. Is like I'm like, dude, you know, her, yeah, her I mean, resurgence. It, she never even got to experience it. Yeah, so I, I totally agree with kids. that too. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And uh, it's, I mean, it's it, on the one side, like you said, it's, it's sad that she's not, you know, here to, you know, experience all this stuff and like her resurgence. But at the same time, you're like happy. I am happy that we're actually True, like yeah. that a younger generation is actually, if they are not familiar with China, and, you know, they're, they're starting to get familiar with the figures and stuff like that. And obviously, they're someone's parents, they're going to have the WWE network and they can go back and see probably one of the pioneers of the, the women's revolution, stuff like that. So, Oh yeah, man. She was pretty I much mean, on the event status. Yeah. So yeah. Austin and the rock were at the top of the attitude era. I think China and Sable were probably the next two underneath them as far as oh, the yeah. most over people oh, yeah. of the attitude era. No Those doubt. pops that Sable were getting were huge. And then China was, you know, just about equal to her. Yeah, man. The, the, get the t-shirt gun that she had, dude, she was, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, yeah. I still, uh, we still need a China elite that comes with a bazooka. I like the, uh, I like the rock, Funko that's coming with mankind. The, so- the rock and sock. Yeah, yeah the two. Uh, yeah, two the pack. other two pack. Yeah, uh, that's kind of that's based on the I Quit match actually because he's wearing the tracksuit. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's not rock and sock. Um, that's from Royal Rumble '99. That's uh, yeah. Well, I, think, yeah, I mean, see? people are just calling it the rock oh, and yeah. sock because I mean, when you put those two together, it's just yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> this was this is um, the the brain basher uh, pack. Yeah, right the here. brain yeah, trying to like, he was that's trying to real murder mankind. <laughs> Yeah, um, so you also have uh, mankind as a as a uh, solo uh, pop figure. Uh, Money in the Bank Walmart Otis exclusive. with a which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it is Walmart exclusive. Um, Eddie Guerrero oh, WrestleMania the Walmart, twenty. The Walmart exclusive one is it identical to the one that comes in the two pack, or is the Rock and? I think the Walmart exclusive is the two pack. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was gonna say if we're getting two mankinds, I want to get one in the OG like brown Hannibal Lecter look. Yeah, yeah, they, no, it's, they a, it's a okay. yeah, it's a dress shirt with a tie, mankind. Okay, got um, it. So like I'm, I'm so hype so about this. Uh, yeah, I'm hype about this mankind because this is something that I've been wanting for the collection for a long time. I actually, um, I think we talked about it last week, but it was on the topper of my 30th birthday cake. So yeah. I'm super stoked that it's like actually coming coming to life, and you know, just seeing it, it's like. It's adorable. Yeah, we have a custom elite from the Mad Reaper of this version of Mankind with the with the the dress shirt and tie, but then the brown tights underneath. You know, mm-hmm. that's the Mankind. Oh, that's I, like. cool. I never, I was never down with sweatpants sweat fully. Yeah. It just looked too sloppy to me. You know, not that this is like the neatest look ever, but I just I thought it looked cool. At with least the his pants. At least his pants, his tights were like tight. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like and that's fitting. what he was wearing at, at uh, King of the Ring um, ninety nine when mm-hmm. he went on. Or no, was that ninety eight? Yeah, he was ninety eight. Yeah, King yeah. ninety eight when he went off the top of the cell. So yeah. that's definitely his most historic moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's one of my uh, one of my grail f- figures as a as a as a Mad Reaper because you guys talk about Mad Reaper all the time and all the figures you have, all the customs from him. So yeah. that's one of my uh, that's my one of my grail ones. Or probably the grail one. Who who, uh, a, who, you, who you get a commission? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. Just figuring out what. What figure to to get commissioned from from Mad Reaper? So yeah. you can let your imagination we'll run wild because he can, he can do anything. No, that's right. Yeah, it's, I mean that's actually, yeah. I mean no, that's that's definitely something I've been thinking about a lot. So that's I haven't messaged him or anything like that because I don't want to like get. I have to like have like a plan going in because I know it's going to be a like a process <laughs> yeah. and stuff like because that. Because the so. possibilities, yeah, the possibilities are endless. You know. 
Yeah, because I could go go a little crazy and be like, oh, can you add this? Can you add this and this and this? And then it'll just be be more than I can uh, uh, spend. But uh, <laughs> but um, That's yeah, so moving, on, <laughs> uh, so moving on, we have Eddie Guerrero, uh, WrestleMania 20. That is a GameStop exclusive uh, Funko, which is pretty awesome as well. Um, the other cool thing is the lunchbox that they're doing at Walmart, uh, the mm-hmm. WrestleMania 17 lunchbox 17. with uh, Stone Cold. Um, WMX7 um, with Stone Cold and uh and the Rock on it. It looks pretty cool. It's pretty, basically kind of same setup as yeah, the, we got the, the WrestleMania uh, three. WrestleMania three lunchbox. Yeah, yeah, that's what I have. All all of my figure championship belts are stored in that right now. So I may need to oh, add nice. this uh this Rock Austin one and find something to do with it. Yeah, um, they're pretty much doing the same thing with the pin set. Uh, so I forget what the I think it's like the Stone Cold Skull, Mankind, and I forget the yeah. other two. It's like a four. It's a a Brahma Bull and a Hot Rod. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, And then you also have the uh, Rock and Sock uh, t-shirt that they're coming out with as well. um, Yeah, the the Rock and Socko. I actually actually really like that. Um, In the vein of uh, like a a cereal, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, The other weird one. Yeah, Bootios, Rock and Sockos. Um, The other weird one I've seen, 7-Eleven exclusive. Yeah, uh, Steve Austin with Stone the two cool belts. Steve Austin with two belts. Yeah. yeah, I'm assuming that's from the night after WrestleMania 14 when he had the winged eagle and the the big eagle. Uh, yeah, I know that's gonna be a nightmare. It's gonna to be so sucky. The the, yeah. the 7-Eleven exclusive Rey Mysterio, I think, is still the most expensive WWE. It sells for like 400 bucks. Yeah, on... that's the most really? expensive WWE Funko. Mm-hmm. So wow. that was back in the early days when Funko really like was it was a thing, but it wasn't like such a huge thing. So maybe it'll be a little bit easier to find now. But I, I see. To me, this is going to have scalp written all over it. I, yeah. I can't imagine Seven Eleven is going to have any kind of like well organized distribution on these. So I see scalpers hitting their local Seven Eleven, snapping up all these. And there's and so many Seven Elevens. Like how? I mean, how do you decide? You know, it's not like Target where you're like, okay, well, I got three Targets in my area. You know, I have two Seven Elevens that are very, very easy for me to walk to. So yeah. much less. You know, yeah, you're going to go about, exploring. I, in I got area. a dozen I could drive to. Yeah, it's an, it's it's going to be a thing. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, you can uh, get them on the app. You know, I've been I've been to get addicted to just getting Seven Eleven delivered to the house. So oh maybe, my god, how cool would that be? Show up just in, be uh, like in DoorDash. Yeah, give me the door, DoorDash me this right pop. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not a scalper that's DoorDashing. They'll steal your uh, awesome pop. That would be horrible. Um, yeah. But we'll move on to probably the big news of the day today was the uh, Mattel releasing all these uh, awesome pictures, 183 in total. Of, uh, of the new figure reveals that they have out for the Masters of the Universe, uh, the Elite series, as well as the Reckon series, I believe, too, uh, they had on there. It was, uh, I think it's like Rock, the Rock and Cena Reckon, yeah. Reckon series or something like that. Um, thoughts? What do you guys, what do you guys think? What's your, what's your favorite? What's your least favorite? What are you buying? What are you not buying? Uh, I already have my picks. I'm, I'm, so my favorite, obviously, I'll start by saying we love everything that Mattel does, so... Uh, you know, action figure attack or anybody from ringside. If you guys listen, we love what Mattel does. If I had to pick a um, a favorite, it's definitely the Rhea Ripley. Um, if I had to pick something I'm not as big a fan of, I would just say the Legends line. Um, obviously, all these figures are incredible, but I really wish we could get some more first time in the line Legends. You know, um, all the guys that were revealed today are people that we've already had. And Aside from the blue Brutus, there's none that I really feel a compelling need to add to my collection. You know, the Vader figure is obviously awesome because it's been a good 
six years almost since they've released mm-hmm. a Vader. So it's much needed. And I've, I'm happy for the people that, um, you know, are, don't have a Vader right now. But um, yeah, I think the I think the blue Brutus so I can have the dream team with Greg Valentine is probably gonna be the only Legends figure that I add to my collection. I just wish we get some new blood in there instead of uh, the re-releases. But that being said, they are great figures. And I was really excited by a lot of what we saw today. But but the Rhea Ripley definitely takes the cake is the one I'm, I'm most excited for. How about mm-hmm. you, Marco? Um, yeah, definitely the Rhea Ripley. I would probably say the, the Zelina Vega, too. Looks pretty awesome. That, yeah, uh, I, I'm so I'm so excited that we are still getting that. I thought that for sure was going to be a yeah. cancellation. That was in question. I think we talked about that uh, some episodes mm-hmm. ago about uh, that possibly being canceled or the Vega that showed up on that chart that we that we were looking at made have been uh, <laughs> another Vega. Yeah, that was in the uh, that was in WWE at the time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely Stop happy you. for that. Yeah, um, I, this is probably the most generic one, but I'm I'm glad we're getting a Wreck It Roman. Figure too as well. Um, the record. I don't know why, 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 why. can't we get the gold glove, man? You know what I mean. He's rocking the yeah, gold. I glove mean, well, the gold, gold glove came after that. Like he didn't have the gold glove when he made his return. So that's pretty much based on his his return to the ring. That so I'll, I'll let him that's, that's, that's what slam. I told. That's what I said. Yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, I, guess. I mean, I feel like I already have that Roman. Like, let me just take the vest off any Roman I have. And no, it's a bun. No, you gotta have a man bun. The man bun Roman. Yeah, had, but no, the last the last elite Roman that came out had the man bun head sculpt. Yeah, but he was smiling and being all yeah, like, smi- this one smiling. Not if smiling. anything, this one no. should be smiling. So I'll tell you what, you know, again, we love you, Mattel, but there's no gold glove, and where's the new teeth? You know what I mean? I need a Roman Ooh, with yeah, gold glove, teeth, that's and right. then showing off those <gasps> chompers. Yeah, so yeah. so no, oh you know, I, I can't give I can't give a pass on this one. Still a cool figure. Awesome figure. You can never weights. go wrong with the Roman Roman figure. But yeah, we need we need to see those new teeth <laughs> and we need to see that gold glove next time we get Roman. Yeah, oh, we need a we need a lay. We um, need to have the tribal chief look. Yeah, I mean a two pack with uh with Paul Heyman would have been awesome too, like an elite Paul Heyman mm-hmm. would have been pretty cool if they did something like that. But uh maybe maybe next go around, maybe we'll get the gold glove. Maybe that's coming in the ultimate edition. There's definitely a I mean, I'm assuming Roman's going to have an Ultimate Edition yeah, figure coming soon. Maybe that'll be yeah, the Gold Ro- Glove. No doubt Roman is going to have a, an Ultimate Edition yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, he should have one, definitely. Seth Rollins, they'll probably be the two that come out at the same time, I'm assuming. Maybe. I mean, we're just throwing suggestions out there at the time. So if anyone's listening from uh, from Mattel, there's an idea for you. But um, Don't other we than already that, we'll have that Jeff Hardy with the blue paint? There's a, no, yeah. we have one similar. Not that exact one. No, it's not the exact. It's a different one. Yeah, I was I was looking up that too. I was like, isn't that the same exact? If that's the yeah, chase, yeah, there's a chase and a regular. One, yeah. yeah, that that one's pretty cool. I mean, Jeff. I mean, Jeff Hardy's obviously super toyetic, so they're gonna. He's always he's gonna get pumped out. Yeah, yeah. Him, Rey Mysterio. Um, who's a new one? Ray, Ricochet's a new one that that's gonna be pretty much in every other line as well. So, um, any yeah. other figures from this that you guys like? Did you like any of the? Uh, the MOTU figures that that uh oh yeah yeah they look they look awesome obviously we don't we don't collect these but I thought the cane was really cool and it's like the first uh, female that we've had in the line so no with Becky didn't have a MOTU did she not yet okay she, no no Becky's supposed to be in the line before this but for whatever reason yeah. that line hasn't been seen yet on pegs so. okay yeah so yeah, Stephanie you know, this line actually ended up dropping in Canada so it's kind of like a mystery now like this set I think this is series six. But series five hasn't even made it on the pegs yet, so oh, is, is it another? I'm 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 sensing another Harley race type of uh, thing happening with oh, that uh, with that line. Be. Maybe 
Becky Motu is going to be the next, uh, you know, $800 figure. Jesus. Um, I I do got one more gripe, you know. (laughs) Stephanie was probably just like, no, I'm going to be the first female in this this action figure line. You hide those series fives. (laughs) Yeah, if Brandy's going to be the first in the AEW line. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to be the first in this line. That's so true. Marco, explain this one to me. How do we have a Goldberg Motu figure? How did he not come with a spear for his weapon? Oh, my God, yes. That's like, a seriously. that's a super missed opportunity. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know how I was thinking the same axe, exact thing. Dude. Give him a spear and he's perfect, man. But but yeah, he has. An Wait, axe. Ro- I, I don't get that. Did the Roman? I don't think Roman had a spear either. Don't have a spear either. Yeah. See, they they could have had like. A, yeah. No, they they definitely missed the opportunity on either one of them having spears. If they come out the edge, he better have a spear. Maybe that's what they're yeah, saving it for. Maybe the edge comes out with his. Yeah, maybe they could have they could have been like a tribe in the MOT universe. Didn't Ultimate Warrior come with a spear? Yeah, right, yeah, Ultimate Warrior had a spear. The first one. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, the first one. Yeah, um, this, this is the first. Um, yeah, this is the first uh, repeat we've had in the Motu line though too. Ultimate Warrior is getting yeah, the second. Yeah. No, John Cena had two. Oh, John Cena had two. And Triple H. Oh really? Well, yeah, because John Cena and Triple H came with the ring, and then they also had different. Oh, versions that's, right, the, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, they yeah missed opportunity with the spears. That's a. I don't know. That's maybe just yeah, I don't it's know. a miss. Yeah, the first it happens, warrior it happens. Come with the spear, so it's uh, it's it's there. You know, they they do have the. Uh, there's already one molded. Just you know, paint it a different color, and then let's get it out there for these guys. Yeah, he's like Too a late. sledgehammer, right, or something. Uh, Goldberg. No, he's got like an axe. It's like an axe type situation. They could give him a jackhammer. Yeah, Yeah, they could give him a jackhammer too. (laughs) See, another missed opportunity. See, geez. Oh, man. Uh, Action figure attack. Hit us up, man. We're we're here. We're ready for hire with these super obvious weapons, you know? Yeah. We we reach for the low-hanging fruit, okay? Yeah. What you want to see? <laughs> um, hey, it, to go back a little bit, it was loyal subjects. That was the uh, those vinyl figures I was talking about. Have you ever seen those subjects? Marco? Okay. Yep. Never heard yeah, of those. They're like the little vinyl figures that also have articulation and stuff. Just really, really yep. cool looking. I saw. I, I was seeing those at Target at the end of like 2019, but I haven't seen them on pegs anywhere in a while. So they may have they may have discontinued. And that's the problem with like some of those super collectible lines like these because these all have like very vari- you know like variants and stuff, but. You just never know when these lines are going to get like, you know, release like 15 axed. figures and yeah. then totally be gone. And then you're just, you know, you left hanging on the ledge. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, we'll move on to uh, the other news. AEW Unrivaled Series 4 revealed. And then mm-hmm. like a day later, up for pre-order on <laughs> on Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick. I know somebody posted it in the group and I wasn't even tracking because I was like, oh, they revealed, you know, sure, surely enough in the next few days, they'll they'll be up or whatever. And then um they posted in our group, and I was like, "Holy crap!" You yeah. know, I was. It was literally like the next day. Like, what? The yeah. Which ones? Uh, which ones did you order, Marco? Um, I did not order any of these. Really? Um, yeah, that's not a. You're the I, AEW I, correspondent. How did you yeah, order? Yeah, but there's something about. I mean, I do. I, I probably. I'm not sure which ones I would get. That's the thing. It was hard to choose out of which ones to order. If I was going to order, we maybe ordered, uh, uh, Santana we Ortiz, proud- maybe. Proud and Powerful and Sammy. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, other than that, I mean, I already have a Kenny. I already have a Cody. I have like two Cody's. I have a, yeah, I already have Matt Hardy. Yeah, I don't need, Sammy. I don't need Kenny in that attire. I can't see any Cody I would buy. And yeah, that Matt yeah. Hardy's in just like black gear. Like, I don't need those. So yeah, just, just the first time in the line, guys, for me this time around. 
Yeah, they they are sell for pre-order. The only one that uh, actually no, I think everyone is available right now because I yeah, think there was I one right missing. One on air. They're they're on pre-order five, so you'd be getting them like you know end of summer or something like that. But uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah it looks like yeah, up. Kenny. You guys you start Chick Foley. Yeah, Kenny is pre-order two. Cody's pre-order three. Sammy's four. Uh, Matt Hardy's four, and Proud and Powerful are five. Both. So what, what's the date uh, they got for pre-order five? Uh, April, late April, okay, which isn't too, too far off. Yeah, yeah it's two months away. Yeah, it's Sammy, Sammy's late April, um, and uh, what do you call it? Kenny and Cody are mid March. So, I mean, nice. I mean, late May, late mid March. So it's not not too bad. But like I said, it's this one didn't really for me personally didn't like like want me didn't to move grab the it. needle, huh? Yeah, it didn't move the needle okay. for me on these ones. Usually, I would get the whole set, but I was like, eh, which one? I thought I have, this one actually first time I have to pick and choose the other ones. I would just get the whole set, and not even think about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, nothing's on the top. Um, right. Orange I'm Cassidy. It right now, you get, you're going to regret it, man. I think you're going to be. Uh, <laughs> I think you're going to be feeling the uh, the figure jealousy. You know, in, in March when these things start rolling in, and you're seeing all the pictures no. going up in the Facebook group. And now I have Orange Cassidy, the greatest figure of all time. So I think I'll be fine. Wow, greatest of all time. <laughs> He has hands in his pockets. Like, who does? What, what figure does that? Name one. Well, I'll, figure I'll, you know, I'll wait till Weekly Purse is going to do too much. But not only is I don't do I not think that that's the greatest figure of all time. I don't think that's the greatest figure in that set. Oh no, that, that's oh, a little boy. tease for the Weekly scorching. Purchases, and we'll get scorching. into it. That's a scorching hot take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for that for the uh, the AEW Unrivaled series. We'll we'll skip to the uh, we the got, fan we takeover. Got Gus favorite, yeah, this is Gus favorite yeah. one. Oh, once fan again, takeover, we have three, uh, ultimate we got three very similar uh, three very similar options. Um, you know, Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania Nine, which is you know the all time yeah. you know screw job. You know, screw the Montreal yeah. screw job. This was a real this was screw the real job screw right job, here. Job, yeah. no doubt. We had a micro <laughs> debut and then Uncensored '96. Um, I like the Uncensored '96 for the simple reason that. He comes with a yellow and red tie dye shirt, and I think that would look cool. Yeah, it would look yeah. Cool. Ma- the only thing I, I'm feeling in Mania Nine would be if he's got, be, if he's got the yeah, yeah the black eye. He's gotta have a black uh, head eye. sculpt, like he like he was rocking from Macho Man decked him the night before WrestleMania Nine. Uh, what about you, Marco? Yeah. What, did, what did you vote for? I mean, I have a I have a, sco- a scorching hot take for this one. I do not want a another Hulk Hogan Ultimate Edition right after the one that they just released. They could have totally skipped yeah. this one for me. I wouldn't and mind I would having one, but I want like I. late '80s, early '90s Hulk. Maybe like yeah, I don't want any of these. With the stars and yeah, stars. personally, yeah, I don't want any of these. I think it kind of like you. I think it kind of like you're throwing away the fact that we waited this long for a uh, NWO Hulk Hogan, and you made it an Ultimate Edition, and now a few months later you're doing another Ultimate Edition Hulk Hogan. So you kind of like, for me, taking away from the like the the excitement that was that figure. And I just own yeah, another Ultimate Edition special. Hogan figure out there, so I will hey, not be voting on any of these. That 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 figure, everybody was like saying that was like the figure of the year. So yeah, one figure of the year, one the chicky figure of the year. Uh, so yeah, exactly. It did. So um, mm-hmm. this one, I these mean, ones they're, aren't. They're, they're thinking like, oh yeah, Ultimate Edition Hulk Hogan sell. So we're gonna make more. And I mean, I'm sure it will sell. I'm sure collectors are gonna snatch these yeah. up. Especially, I mean, the Ultimate Editions we've seen, dude. They're they're gonna go. People, I think people are getting these. And sitting on them and hoping that they they go up in, in value. I mean, we've already seen some of the earlier series 
you know, going on eBay for quite a freaking bit. So, you know, I think this is going to be like that, yeah. that legends line where it just continues to go up and up and up. Do you yeah, remember a- the, uh, Marco, you remember the San Francisco toy makers, WCW line? Yes. Yeah. That's what the nitro debut, the nitro debut Hogan. That's what it reminds me of the Hogan figure from that line, skinny Hulk and just a straight yellow tank, yellow generic Hulkamania tank top and the yellow trunks. You know, that's, uh, I, I, I just don't, I don't want to waste the ultimate edition, uh, you know, spot on that figure. Yeah. If it, we'll I mean, if you, who do you want to, to be your next Legends Ultimate Edition? Next Legends Ultimate. So already, Stone Cold's already been announced. Flair's been announced. Macho Man's been announced. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing another Brett, you know. Let's give, give me another Brett Hart. <laughs> Shocking. But if, Shocking take by the heel That's a shocker. Nah, um, but if we're doing have, a... Uh, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. If we're but, doing a first time in the line, Ultimate Edition... Um, yeah. I want to go tag yeah. team. I think we need ultimate uh, Legion of Doom. Give me oh, gold, hell yes. gold shoulder yeah, pads, Legion of Doom from SummerSlam '92. I think that'd be cool. Or Bulldog. You know, we just got a Bulldog. I think Bulldog from SummerSlam '92. Yeah. With a uh, soft goods cape, I think that would be be pretty incredible. Yeah, I think we definitely need an Undertaker uh, Ultimate Edition because that's also. depending on. What, yeah, uh, but, that's uh, gonna that's definitely gonna happen. I feel like you can but make a good Undertaker uh, with do if I was to me, my dream Undertaker one would be two different head sculpts and two different like sets of hands and ties. Like give me purple and gray Undertaker in one ultimate edition. You know, yeah. you can give me like a 91 sick, head yeah. scan and then like a 1995 head scan. So, yeah. you know, give me both of like the early 90s Undertakers. I think that'd be awesome. Or WrestleMania 14 Undertaker would be cool, too. He's definitely yeah. one of the. One of the most like, you know, high profile like event attires that we haven't had for one of the, you know, kind of kind of Hall of Fame level guys. Yeah, if you're going to I mean, my thing, too, is my, in my own fantasy world, if you're going to give me back to back Hogan's and that and like the ultimate edition, give me give me Bash at the Beach Hogan. Just throw that one in there so I can just go right from Bash at the Beach and then right into the NWO version of him. Just like if you're going to go back to back in that sense and you, and you are going to throw in WCW. Hogan's, there's two of them there. Yeah, the uncensored and then the, the nitro. Uh, Why not make one of them bash at the beach? Beach break? Beach break? No, I'm kidding. No, no. definitely <laughs> not beach break. No, I'm just. I mean, I still can't get over beach break. Like you know, them letting WWE get bashed at the beach back. You know, the uh, the uncensored yeah. '96. Uh, the uncensored '96 one would be pretty close to bash at the beach. You just need the. The plain yellow shirt. He was still rock, rocking yeah. the red pants then. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you though, Marco. I was a little bit underwhelmed by by all these. You know, not not quite as underwhelmed as the name Beach Break for a uh, a special event in January. <laughs> like she to mention Beach Break. Um, yeah. Still, yeah, Beach still pretty, pretty underwhelming uh, choices. <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, are these these like aren't a, coming in the the standard Ultimate Edition no, box though, right? The fan take yeah, over. so it's like no, 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 they're going to be Ultimate Editions. They're just Amazon they're, exclusive, right? But they're not going to be Ultimate Edition packaging. It's going to be fan takeover oh. packaging, right? No, they're going to be Ultimate they, Edition they packaging. I mean, there'd probably be yeah. like a fan takeover logo somewhere, but they're Ultimate Edition figures. They're going to be in yeah. like very similar boxes. I get that, but I mean, how many different types of boxes have elites come in over the years? You know what it's I mean? always the same shape, though. It's for for that year. It's just different work. They're going to be yeah. ultimate edition figures. Yeah, it's probably be the same shape, but that like I blue. Think, and, I think blue it's going to be a different color, a different type of box, dude. I think it's going to be a fan takeover ultimate edition, not the white and red standard yeah, ultimate edition packaging. They're going to differentiate. I think it's going to. I think all you're going to see is a fan takeover logo somewhere on the box. That's it. Maybe right. we'll see a different, different 
Kyler. Well, let's note this. What is today? The twenty, the twenty second. Whenever those package reveals, I'm, I'm saying the MOC, Yeah, when those MOC images come out, I want to remember this moment. Whenever I was right. No, I'm betting that it's, I, I'm willing to bet the packaging is extremely similar because this is their premier collector's line. I think it's going to be like defining moments. You know, they never changed up any of the defining moments, um, any packaging either. But we'll see. It, it, we definitely, I, I wouldn't mind them doing that just because, to, you know, you guys know I feel about fan takeover. I, I think the whole thing is just kind of uh, a Jace. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Not what you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. True. All right. Speaking of uh, other figure lines, switching back and yeah, forth. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah, let's go back to uh, let's let's go back to the AEW line, um, unrivaled in the unmatched series. So um, Jeremy Pinar, friend of the, friend of the show, um, announced that there's going to be an unmatched series of uh, figures, kind of like to offset um, every month. So like every month you're going to get a figure line, um, and they'll be wi- in line with the unrivaled figures. So they're not going to be like basic versions. They're gonna they're gonna have the same exact articulation and stuff. Um, and the idea behind it is to basically, you know, get more into the uh, the 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 depth of the uh, the roster of uh, AEW. So the ones that you wouldn't see in the main line, which is unrivaled, you'll see them in the uh, match series. So maybe like the if you watch AEW Dark, maybe uh, some of the stars on AEW Dark will get figures in the unmatched series, or they'll probably have. I'm assuming legends, the legends that they have uh, working at AEW, you'll see figures from them as well. Um, mm-hmm. But they, like I said, it's yeah, the same style figures. A, uh, it's a good way to combat uh, distribution problems, you know, because it gives two different lines for the stores to to have to order figures on. If you guys know how uh, how the retail gets these figures, you know, if it's if it's like elites, like Walmart doesn't care if they get you know the brand new set of elites that just dropped, or if they get a set shipped from like six months ago. The elites are elites to them. So with two different sets, that'll help uh, help a little bit of the churn on getting new figures in month after month. So um, you know. We know uh, we know AEW is always shooting for the stars with with what they're doing with their figure line. So hopefully this one lands because that would be awesome to to be able to have new stuff on the pegs basically every month. You think we get a negative one figure? I could see him being oh, like maybe yeah. an accessory or something with somebody else, or possibly like a ringside with, exclusive set with him. What's in there. his name? Um, Ten. Oh, what's the what's his um, the protege? John Silver. I don't know. Anyways, more, uh, yeah. Hopefully, when are they, they're looking for this happening uh, in the fall, right, Marco? Yeah, so yeah, it looks like it's going to be like a like it says a uh, ship every other month, so that like they'll kind of like offset each other. So like maybe Unrivaled will come out like like this month will be Unrivaled Series Four, or maybe next month it will be the first line of Unmatched. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm not that's not happening, but like that's how it technically goes. So like you said, you you have a constant uh, influx of figures uh going out it's not like you're just waiting for the next series uh from unrivaled to happen but i'm i'm more curious of, as to what will be like what will be represented in the unmatched series if they are the same exact um articulation and stuff like that they're the same exact type of figures like we probably like yeah, that's said, what they posted see, on like, the on the ringside forums that's what they came out and said so i think it's legit i think it's going to be like you know same figures just with two different names for uh for kind of stocking purposes and stuff for the stores. Yeah, so you see like the you'll see Dark Order maybe. Maybe they're not fit maybe the unrivaled line is more of like the like the main eventers type of thing. And yeah. like the match will be like the mid carters and lower. So like maybe you'll see like I said Dark Order. Um and that you'll see maybe maybe the maybe Luchasaurus will be in the unmatched uh line, that type of stuff. Maybe Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt and stuff like that. That'd be a pretty cool two pack. 
Marco stunned a um, uh, negative one. Um, that'd be pretty. Awesome. That should be the next ringside like, exclusive. You need, you need oh, yeah. but, uh, Nicholas also the mighty minis. Yeah, pack. the mighty, <laughs> the mighty yeah, minis. The mighty minis um, pack. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Britt Baker will be in the unmatched because she's been uh she's been kind of throwing shots, oh, saying she hasn't had a figure yet. So dropping hits. Yeah, she wants a figure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's actually pretty cool that they're doing that. Uh, just to give you know, uh, hopefully, like you said to offset those distribution problems. Stuff like that. Just give everyone a chance to get get their hands on the AEW figures because they are really are they they are really good figures. I know. I, like, oh yeah. I mean, if, especially if you're if you're not an MOC collector and you actually take them out and you know they they're really they're awesome. The articulation is um pretty insane, especially like I said the the uh, Orange Cassidy. But we'll get to that in the weekly purchases. And it was um, Dark section, Order 10. I knew it wasn't crazy. Dark Order 10 is Brody Lee Jr.'s favorite Dark Order member. So oh, them coming as a two-pack would be awesome. pretty mage. Yeah. All right, All right Mark, what's your weekly first? purchases this week? Oh, you, you go, first, go first, All right, cool. Yeah. All right, so uh, uh, I got the uh, this month's pro wrestling crate um, came in. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, I'm actually wearing one of the shirts right, right now. It's like Good Brothers. Um, t-shirt that came with it it's pretty awesome it's actually which is kind of funny it's it's actually in the black white and gold so the same colors as uh all elite wrestling which is i'm not sure if that's telling anything but we'll see we'll see what happens um the other shirt that came with it is a uh, kenny omega shirt and it's different variations of him um eight bit versions of him in the uh mega man style uh select screen if you played mega man um on nintendo um that one's pretty cool um the micro brawler that comes with it uh, this month was Jake the Snake Roberts, which is pretty awesome. Oh yeah, I saw that with, a, the, uh, with the blue tights, which is funny because remember Jake was rocking the blue tights in the uh, that rumble we watched the other night, the eighty nine rumble. Yeah. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, so uh, that that was pretty cool. Getting like I said, that's the only way I'm pretty much collecting micro brawlers is is through the uh, pro wrestling crate, uh, which is so I kind of have a lot of them now. I was actually looking at the collection that I have and I was like, huh. All right, let me go to eBay. And, uh, no, I'm, joking. I'm not doing that. Um, but uh, what else did I get? Uh, oh, Andre the Giant, uh, Super 7 figure. I uh, stumbled Oh, you on. got that? Yeah. Yeah, first ever, my first ever Super 7 figure um, in my collection. I actually, I, must say, I can't remember. I think I was like scrolling through Instagram and I saw somebody's pictures of that figure. So I just hopped over, just out of curiosity, I hopped over to Super 7 to see if it was still available. And of course it's gone. So how do you like it, man? Oh my God. All right. So like, I remember, I think we talked about this forum. People were like, oh, this is, it's like, it's the best, um, you know, Andre the Giant figure out and all that stuff. And it's, it's pretty damn good. I'll say that much. I mean, like, nice. obviously this Mattel has made theirs, but uh, it's, it's, no, it's pretty awesome. Like uh, Super Seven does an amazing job um, at the head sculpt. The head sculpt's awesome. Like I said, the little can of beer that it comes with too, as well. Um, the hand it comes with extra hands too. The packaging is pretty awesome. The uh, the the open window packaging. So I I could see like for for MOC collectors, you definitely wouldn't have to open that at all because you you can display it and it, you can actually see everything that's in it. Nothing's covering the you know, the accessories or anything like that. It's like, it's all open. Uh, like it opened like a three section window almost. Um, so you can actually get the, the full figure if, um, if you're not, an, uh, if you're an MLC collector, but if you aren't and you take it out, it's, it's pretty incredible. I'm going to say that it's, 
It's definitely up there as one of the like one of the best Andre the Giant figures. And they are coming out with another one as well. A, do you have any Mattel um elite Andre the Giants? Yeah, I have I, I bought the I have the actually the one that I got off of you. <laughs> the oh, the, yeah, uh, the yeah, Z, that's right. yeah. Yeah. Have you uh, pretty, so have you compared the the size on them? How do, how do they scale? They're in scale with each other. Okay, uh, so they're pretty much equal size. Yeah. Yep. Nice. That's good. It's that gives me like hope the for first all the did. hands and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm a yeah. scale snob. So that's my biggest thing. All right. What other figures did you get, dude? Um, that's pretty much it. I didn't really get anything else besides the. No, that's it. Yeah. Just the Andre the Giant. Oh, and I got my LJN uh, uh, book as well um, that we spoke about. That I thing think is awesome, huh? A few episodes. Yeah. It's, I, like I said, I flipped through it. It's pretty amazing. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of information to take in on that. It, it, it has literally everything. Um, yeah, that's uh, that at LJN Wrestling Superstars with an S book at uh, on on Instagram. If you guys want to buy that, you know, even if you don't yeah. have LJNs, um, you know, like Sheena mentioned when we first got it, it's an awesome way to kind of still have some LJN representation in your uh, your yeah. figure collection just by having it. You know, they were really were that they weren't necessarily the very first wrestling figures, but I think they were the ones that kind of made it a thing. Um, so you definitely need to have that just for historical purposes and nothing else. And it's just a really beautiful book. And it's just, yeah, it's just everything awesome. you want out of a collector's guide. Exactly. Like they they yeah, just exactly. nailed it. It makes you want to like, just hit up Zorro Mendez and, <laughs> and just empty your bank yeah, account. If my, if my <laughs> Mega Millions hits tonight, that's uh <laughs> yeah, if, my, if Mega Man says tonight, the first thing I'm doing is putting together an LJN set. You know, I'm going, I'm going to grab it. Everybody, maybe, maybe even MOC. You know, we'll, we'll see. Oh, you, we'll you definitely have, you, there's only one person to go to when you when you're looking oh, at yeah. LJN. Yeah, the LJN um, whisperer. Yeah, and that's where that's where I went to get. I have four of them from uh, from uh, Zoro Mendez. So um, that book might uh, might be the might be the death of me. So I'll try. I'll, yeah, I'm just gonna like I'm not gonna try to read through it because I know it's just gonna get me all all crazy. Itchy. So I'm just gonna. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, so I'll just uh, I'll I'll, I'll peek through it at time to times and you know just put it down. I'm not gonna read through it fully because yeah, it'll it'll cause some problems for me. So uh, yeah, that's all that's all I have for now. Nice. Yeah, I had a uh, I had a slow week. Had to balance it out from that incredible haul we had last week. So I grabbed retro Sami Zayn, cool figure. You know, he's one of the guys that has the new action that Mattel created with the uh, with the kick leg or whatever. Um, great representation of Sammy. And then I finally got my AEW series three in. you know, it was the second chance because our, our first order of them, uh, just somehow got lost somewhere in Hagerstown, Maryland. They're still bounced around the FedEx system somewhere. Um, unless, you know, one of our old friends in Maryland somehow intercepted those and has them now. So, FedEx. uh, yeah, FedEx is the worst. Fuck FedEx. If anybody from FedEx is listening <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I kind of teased it earlier when we were talking, um, orange Cassidy's is incredible. Very cool that they were able to come up with a way to be able to get his hands in his pockets and still maintain articulation. But I think the Darby Allen figure is the best in the yeah, set. You know, they just nailed sick. it. It's such a cool looking figure. It comes with the skateboard. And I just really, really, really want that chase Darby. So when those start hitting, um, I don't know, I'm going to be hitting my Walmart every day. Luckily I do pass by a Walmart, um, on my way to and from work and I leave for work pretty early. So I'll probably be able to check that Walmart twice a day. So I may be, uh, I may be leaving a little bit early and getting home, you know, an extra 10 minutes later, uh, once those Darby start showing up nationwide, cause I need that figure in my life. Uh, the rest of that was cool. The young bucks look awesome. I like them a lot better than the series one, just cause they got a little bit more color and, Obviously, Jazzworks has already shown a dramatic improvement on these figures just between Series 1 and Series 3. Uh, Rio was cool. Um, I'll, I'm always a fan of getting new characters in my wrestling figure collection. 
Uh, but yeah, I think that the Darby and Orange Cassidy were definitely the standouts from from Series 3. And, and that was it for me this week. So with that, let's move to quarantine and chill. El Idolo! All right, Quarantine and Chill is where we give you guys a recommendation of something to check out while everybody's uh, on lockdown. Uh, Marco, what's your pick for this week? So, I haven't been able to watch everything on the network. They've been just been dropping a bunch of different it's um, impossible, man. untold yeah. and documentaries and all this stuff. So, I was able to actually watch uh, the Broken Skull sessions with uh, Bailey, which is pretty awesome, actually. Like, if you, yes, don't I mean, call it a fan we, of Bailey. Oh no, he they, they no they pretty much like they're like best friends, like they're just laughing it up and joking and they you know they they talked about like their relationship and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, it's really awesome. You, you get to, I mean, if you haven't if you don't love Bailey already this, since this past mm-hmm. year and what she's done in the last year, you're gonna love her even more. Um, she gives definitely way more insight into what like um, how she's seen her heel turn and all that stuff, and you know they they actually talk about. Um, when everyone else got called up to the main roster and she kind of got, remember that she got left behind. She didn't come up yeah. to like months later, almost. And yeah, you know, it was she like a year later. It was, it was longer than months. Yeah, yeah. it was a year later. Was it? Left. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think she does mention that. Now. You know, so they, they don't like, of, they don't. Yeah, she was middle of 2016. Everybody else was middle of 2015. Yeah, because she, uh, yeah, they don't skip over that either. He like, they like go into it. Like the whole like, you know, everyone moves up. How How is it? You know, he starts talking like, oh, every, everyone moves up. What'd you think? How'd that go? What was your thought process? <laughs> that type of thing. Um, <laughs> that was exactly that was exactly how he asked questions. He, he always hits you with that triple question. Like Stone Cold always he can't he can never just ask you one question. He asks and then he like elaborates and then he elaborates his final point like one more time. Yeah, he's like, You gotta be kind of pissed off, right? Your friends are all <laughs> up there at the main roster. You're sitting in NXT. Not that it's a bad thing. But like that type of thing, but uh, yeah, it was, yeah, they they spend a lot of time on the uh, on the uh, the NXT stuff too, and uh, and they go over like her relationship with with uh, Sasha and all. It's it's really good. It's uh, so it's one of the longer ones too. Like they, I, they usually it's supposed to be like an hour. They've been running like an hour and a half, two hours. I think the Undertaker. I didn't get to watch that one yet. The second one he did, it's like two hours. That broken yes, session. Uh, so he hasn't like, been doing hardly any uh, new podcasts in the last. He's six just been months, doing so classics. He's got, he's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's all fully charged up, ready to talk when he's finally getting to sit down with somebody. Well, speaking of him, he's—I uh, think they, Sasha and Bailey did an interview with him for the his podcast. So, nice. like, you can go back and find that. Like, they they both sat down with him and did a. This was a couple years ago, I think. Um, they did. A, it wasn't a broken skull. It was a Steve Austin show episode. So the if you're one into with that, Becky's really good too. From a couple. Yeah, years yeah, yeah, also. yeah. That is good. Uh, so yeah. for my quarantine and chill pick, you know, it's going to cost you some money unless you like Marco and you're going to stream illegally. <laughs> But uh, the man himself, Conor McGregor, is coming back tomorrow night. Yeah, UFC. You know, it's nothing like a a McGregor fight. Um, his fight last year. You know, you, you, if you're looking to, you know, for bang for your buck, it may not have done it for you because yeah. it was over in about 45 seconds. But it's just nothing like uh, McGregor. It's not going to be the same making an entrance with the empty arena. Yeah. Um, hearing you know the foggy dew and then swipping, uh, switching into hypnotize. But but Connor's coming back. Um, we'll see what he does. You know, Khabib has started to hint that he might not be retiring. So if Connor shows out tomorrow night, we may finally get Connor and Khabib part two, which 
which would be awesome. Uh, Marco, you see any chance that, that McGregor does not win tomorrow night? No, he's definitely winning. There's, okay. there's no way. Um, he knocked somebody out with, with uh, what was it? What did he knock him out with? Was it his uh, shoulder? He broke that his shoulder. Um, yeah. Yeah. He hit him with that shoulder yeah. shot to the face and just knocked him silly. And then the fight was over yeah. like 15 seconds. Yeah. So, later. yeah, no, he's, he's always, he's, he's always ready to fight. He already beat this dude before. So I think it's going to be, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like light work, but it's, he's, he's definitely going to win. I don't see him losing at all. He's, he's definitely, he definitely wants to get Khabib back um, into the octagon to, to take him on. He has to, he has to right his wrongs from that last fight he yeah. had. So I think, I think, I think definitely he's going to show out tomorrow night. Awesome. Yeah. Well, my pick is this Sunday, they're doing a chronicle on Bianca Belair, which should be really good. So um, yeah. if you're into the uh, EST of NXT and WWE, um, check that out. Like I said, it's going to, it's going to come on Sunday. So um, I'm, I'm super hyped for that. I love Bianca Belair and I'm excited to see like, you know, her backstory and hear her talk about her experience in, in WWE. She could very well be your next uh, Royal Rumble winner. So you better get educated. That's right. All right, let's move True. on to random wrestling merch of the week. All right, Random Wrestling Merch is where we scour the deep, dark corners of the internet and eBay to bring you guys uh, something unique that we found. Uh, we all know there's just thousands upon thousands of pieces of wrestling merch out there, and it's always something new to discover. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees. That is your source for the official uh, Chick Foley Show store. All kinds of awesome tees up there. Uh, we're going to have our WrestleMania t-shirt coming up soon, but you can still order the Royal Rumble one now. Also, check it out. Pro Wrestling Tees uh, released their app this week, so... Uh, it's a little bit better way to navigate the store. It's, it, it offers basically the same stuff as the website, but you can also set up push notifications. So like, you know, I got notifications today when there was uh, some some flash sales and some new merch dropping. So so check out the Pro Wrestling Tees app and use it when you're ordering your Chick-fil-A show merch from now on. Uh, Marco, tell us about these Seth Rollins voodoo dolls. Yeah, so it's... Uh... I thought that was pretty cool. Did you guys see these at all? Did you get to uh, get a chance I, to I did. take a look so at? I actually <clears throat> had a chance to. Uh, I actually had a chance to buy the complete set. So at a uh, there was a it was like Honolulu, I can't remember if it was Honolulu Com- Comic Con or one of the collectors like expos show. we went to. But yeah, a guy there had a big WWE set up, and he actually had this whole the the entire set there. Um, but it was just a little rich for my blood. I think he was asking. Um, you know, like 160 bucks, I think, for the whole set. It, they're really, really cool, but I just have no use for them. You know, I didn't really have anywhere uh, where I could put them. Um, but it, it is an awesome set. These came out with, uh, I believe these were part of the WrestleMania 34, the New Orleans uh, merch. You know, New Orleans mm. is known for the voodoo stuff and everything. So, how tall are these? Yeah. So, these, like, so what we're looking at is like they're like little, um, look almost like vinyl figures. I think they're maybe like slightly or, like, bigger resin. Than a, yeah, they're like slightly bigger than a pop, maybe. Yeah, so it's three, inch, three inches. Three they're, inches, yeah. Uh, they, they're yeah. they're pretty freaking cool. I'm, I'm into these. They kind of look like little sack boys, you know. Like uh, you guys remember Little Big, um, Planet. Little Big Planet? Um, yeah, that's kind of what they that's kind of what they put me in the mind of is the the sack boys. From what's the Seth Rollins one for? Eight bucks. Eight bucks and free shipping. Pretty good deal. Yeah, eight bucks. And yeah, they're, they're really cool on the design. the uh, The Nakamura one looks looks really awesome. Yeah, I really like that one. Um, I remember I remember holding this set like in my hands, like and I I was close to pulling the trigger on it just because. They look so awesome. It's got a really nice package too, especially if you're like an MOC collector. But um, it says possess them all. Nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
uh, yeah, like I said, the guy was it was a little rich for my blood. I think I'd already dropped like 140 bucks on various figures and stuff that day also when I saw him. So so I passed. But yeah, I, I can say I've seen these things in person. Definitely recommend buying it if uh, if you got the space to display them. Yeah, I never. Yeah, because I never seen these before. And I was like, and it said during uh, New Orleans. And I was like, I went to WrestleMania 30 and I was like, I did not see these at all. So you, you're right. It definitely was the second uh, go around at uh at New Orleans with these released, but yeah, they have pretty much everyone that was like hot at the time. So like John Cena, um, Sasha Banks, Braun Strowman, uh, Ro- Roman Reigns looks pretty. Actually, the the Triple Not H looks pretty cool as well. Um, AJ Styles, yeah. Well, let me see if I can find the whole box set with all of them. Seeing what they're going for right now. Uh, who else? Let's see. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I guess if I can't complete my. Um, zombie gnome set still trying to find that eric, eric rowan then, or hulk uh, hogan. if you guys these. have the eric rowan or hulk hogan zombie no. uh <laughs> one them set let us know um it was pretty, uh, they should they should bring back the uh the alexa bliss um voodoo doll just because of what yeah. what her character is now just so uh, yeah well, we can have braun and there. alexa they're both in this set yeah it's true yeah no, they, they look pretty cool i, I was like like I said, I never seen these before, and I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "I don't remember." These oh yeah, there's sold. different. So there's different series. They're called the Super Stitches. Is the uh, is the name of them? Yeah, yeah Super Stitches. There's two there's, series, uh, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because this box has six in it, and it's got Sasha, Nakamura, Rollins, uh, AJ Styles, Triple H, and uh, Sasha Bank or Alexa Bliss. And uh, yeah, it's series two, so I'm assuming all the other ones. It were just sold for one. twelve bucks. So yeah, I would have been very mad if I would have uh, paid a hundred bucks, hundred sixty for the whole set <laughs> yeah. of twelve. But yeah, oh, so yeah these things are out there. Just search, uh, just search WrestleMania 34 Voodoo Dolls on uh, on eBay. You can, I'm sure you can probably piece together a set for, for pretty cheap. Very cool. Um, let's discuss our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. All right, retro wrestling recommendation of the week is where we pick out a match from years gone by for you guys to check out. And enjoy. This segment's brought to you by our good friends at Chalkline. All right, Hill Husband, you know what that means. That means we have to do the Chalkline check-in. Which shorts are you rocking for the Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week? This week, I'm going with the classic Raw's War shorts. You know, they got the uh, the logo from, you know, 96, 97. I think these released last summer. Very cool. If you guys have been tuned in on Chalkline's Instagram page, they're dropping some heat for this spring. So I don't know how we're going to make room for all this stuff. But definitely got a few pieces we're going to need to add. In the next couple months, uh, Marco, what's your pick for retro wrestling this week? Uh, I went with uh, Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero uh, WrestleMania 20, uh, mainly because of the the pop that they, that they announced uh, the WrestleMania 20 uh, Eddie Guerrero figure uh, matches nice. phenomenal. Um, it's the the end of it is the finish is probably one of the best finishes ever. I yeah. still pop I was to just this thinking, day when I see it. A, uh, we need a chase version of the Funko where Eddie's got one boot off. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I'll just tease you, you know, that people can let their imaginations run wild from there, but yeah, I think that would be Sorry, my phone's awesome. Going off. <laughs> Sorry guys. Um, but yeah, it's uh no, definitely watch that match. It's a, it's, it's, it's Eddie Guerrero at his finest current angle at his, at his heel finest as well. Um, and it's just obviously it's it's those two in a ring together. What what more can I say? It's like I said it's amazing. So definitely go back and watch that one. We might have to do a watch along on that match, or 
maybe a few matches. We do the whole mania. That's, that's a pretty damn good mania. Yeah. All right, yeah. what do you got? Yeah, we could do a three-hour watch-along, dude. Let's do that. Oh, my God. Our kid would never sleep through that, for sure. Uh, so, for me, I've kind of been... I, I don't really know why. I've been on an old-school WCW and NWA kick on my retro wrestling here recently, with specifically watching Sting stuff. Um, and so, my pick for this week is Great American Bash 1990s, where Sting finally won the, the world championship from Ric Flair. Classic match. Sting's got his iconic uh, red, white, and blue you know, USA attire. Um, just a great match and a great moment seeing Sting finally get the belt after all those years of, of trying to get over the Nature Boy. So, so that's my pick, and that's really a fun show if you want to go back and watch the whole event. I, I just I'm a sucker for that early '90s WCW stuff. Some of that stuff is really just abysmal, but I don't know why. I just I get sick pleasure out of watching it. So, so yeah, WrestleMania 20 and Great American Bash 1990. Um, and that's going to just about do it for this week's episode. Uh, yeah, Sheena, but, you got any uh, closing thoughts for the listeners? Yeah, we um, we owe our buddy Daniel Raw a uh, impersonation. So we'll close the show with uh, Marco's impersonation of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So if you f- didn't listen last week, uh, Marco, what exactly was Daniel's request for you? Um, I mean, I kind of did one already, but I guess I'll do it again. No, I'm joking. No, uh, you he, wanted me yeah. to, <laughs> he wanted me to do... Um, uh, Steve Austin ordering some wheat, beer, and sauerkraut at Oktoberfest. Um, not not sure how I'm going to do this, but uh, let's see. <clears throat> let's see. Uh, God damn it. Sitting here in Germany during Oktoberfest. They're going to order me one of them goddamn wheat beers and some sauerkraut. Give me a hell yeah. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, Daniel. You can find me at Chick Foley on Instagram. You can find Sauerkraut Eating Stone Cold Steve Austin over on this Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. And most importantly, you can join our Foley fam at ChickFoleyShow.com. All right, guys. Make sure you guys are subscribing. That definitely helps out. And then if you got a moment, uh, drop us a rating and review on iTunes because that helps push us up and help new listeners discover us. Uh, Marco, any closing thoughts for the listeners this week? Um, no. <laughs> I have, okay. I have nothing. Now, that Steve Austin took a lot out of me. It all took right, all my, uh, my memory. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, episode 112 is a wrap. Everybody enjoy your weekend.